0: Introducing the man who's feeling very excited to wear his draft night outfit on what he calls the biggest night of his life, as while he received some flack for opting for a bedazzled monochrome suit with a pimp cane, he insisted, quote, if the fans are ever going to accept a first round pick being a radio host, he better look the part, unquote. After having crossed off every day on the calendar, he was giddy to see that the day had finally arrived. As tonight at 8 p.m., he says he will sit down for the, quote, event we've all been waiting for with bated breath, unquote, as he's still unsure whether Michelle we can beat Bobby Flay. He is Glenn Clark. Don't worry, I'll get it. Don't worry. I was I'll, worried.
1: I'll take care of it. I know sometimes you freak out about these things, <laughs> but don't worry, I'll, I'll take care of it. I was worried. Oddly, you put Bo's uh, name on the list of guests. Yeah. But then you just didn't think he deserved a spot in the rundown. I don't know what that, <laughs> that well, was about. Well, 11:15. Yeah. The, okay. All
0: right. um, I tweeted it, or it's in the tweet that I still need to re- remove seven I, characters I, from.
1: I I believe you. I'm just telling you that.
0: I understand what you you're know, saying. Like, yeah, yeah. I omitted yes. Bo Smolka from the itself, rundown. Yeah, there's, there's no Bo. And Bo if Bo I Smulka. know one thing, people love to read my rundowns. It's true. It's yeah. all they ever do. I get messages about <laughs> yeah. it
1: literally every day. Hi, good morning from the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio Press Box. It is Glenn Clark Radio. I'm Glenn Clark. He's Kyle Ottenheimer. We're here. We've got a lot to do on the, uh, the final show before the NFL Draft. Again tonight. Hope that you are planning on joining us. If you're not, I'll never forgive you. Uh basically I just hate you, if I'm if I'm being totally honest with you. And, you know, like you you might have other things that you offer to the world, but you don't offer anything to me if you don't join us tonight at Looney's in Perry Hall. Looney's Pub, Perry Hall. Tonight, you know the deal. Great eights memorabilia, Meals on Wheels of Central Maryland have partnered to put on an awesome draft party. We're gonna be there for our Project Game Day draft special. It's myself. It's uh, Ken Zalis. it's Jeremy Kahn. The broadcast will start around 7.30. The party starts around 7.00. Gus Edwards is going to be there. You can get your meet-and-greet tickets still right now. I am told there is a big crowd expected, but there's still room for you, and we're doing everything. This is the great part about it being at Looney's. There is so much space. It's It's got to be the biggest. It feels
0: like they built like a whole other section of the restaurant almost. Right When we were there...
1: Well there's the front there's the front bar then there's, there's the like front restaurant area and then like again you go down the hallway yeah. there's the there's the back room there's the outdoor yeah, area spacious. there's the uh, the little side room where they've got well, I actually don't know what's in there anymore it used to have the the pool table and the dartboard and all of that in there they're not they, wanting for space There's just, it's it's they taken in a uh, a space that could be a damn near a department store and they made it a restaurant years ago. I mean, it was a different restaurant than it became Looney's. So that even though we're expecting a big crowd, there's still room for you. And even though we gotta do distancing and and do everything right, there's still room for you because there's so much flipping space at Looney's. That's the great thing about doing events there. Every time I talk to our buddy Chris Ruling from Great Eights Memorabilia, oh, you know what? Can we buzz him really quickly and just see if he wants to What if I do? said no? <laughs> I don't know why I ask. <laughs> it's funny I do that. Or I'm like, yeah, can we do this thing that I'm going to just tell you that we're doing? <laughs> You're just doing it. That's the way it goes. Um, I'm like, and he's like, yeah, I'm doing it at Looney's. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And then I'm like, I realize it's because there's just more space at Looney's than there is anywhere else in the world, which is good because when we were there for the uh, coat drive, it, we took up damn near half of the front part of the uh, the restaurant with all the coats that we had collected. So uh, that's where we'll be tonight, uh, starting again. The party starts at 7. We'll be there at, uh, here's his number down here. Why don't you go ahead and give Chris a call and see if he can hop on for just a minute to remind everybody of what it is that we got coming up tonight. Of course, he will probably be unavailable, and then it'll be a hell of a setup that I just did, and, and nothing will come from it. Um, anyway, so that's coming up tonight. Uh, also, later on in the program today, we're going to chat with Bo Smolka, PressBox Ravens beat writer, get his final thoughts ahead of the draft. We are going to preview the Kentucky Derby. Doug O'Neill, trainer of Hot Rod Charlie, which is Kyle's favorite horse because it's named after a bad Adam Sandberg, Andy Sandberg. And Charlie Adam is a good name, I, just like com- I just combined yeah. Adam Sandler and Andy Sandberg, a bad Andy Sandberg movie. Um and then uh Charlie's a fun
0: name as well. What, do you, what I do
1: oh because of, of Sonny? Yeah,
0: all right, fair enough. I'll do that. Um Ooh, my voicemail? Like how's this?
1: I'll text him. I'll text him real quick. I'll text him. Hang on a second. You wanna buzz in for a minute into the show for a minute?
0: Yes, um, that was a Francesa, bit. if he could text, yeah, that yeah, would yeah, be correct. how he would do it. You know? uh, <laughs> if only he could text, then he would do that as well. Uh, How's he doing? Right. What's he doing these days? I don't know what he's doing these days. Is really? he not on, he, on the really, uh, radio anymore? No, he he's doesn't really fell actor off now. the face of
1: the planet. Well, he was in Uncut Gems, yeah, obviously, but I don't think he's been in anything else since that point. Did you see the range in that movie? I know he did. He really, I mean, he was the one Stepped that was, he was trying to help zone. Adam Sandler yeah. find his way in that right. film. <laughs> he was playing a very important role. Um, anyway, so Doug O'Neill is going to join us. He's the trainer. Of course, he won the last one. It was this last one. Was I'll have another. I got to do the math on that.
0: You know, it's funny. I, usually I know, know. I know. You're normally right. our
1: expert in all things uh, Kentucky Derby. That's Correct. why we have you here is because you're. I'm really more guy. of a
0: Belmont guy, but I do know the Derby still.
1: Uh, oh, he won in 2000. I, I always forget that he won again in 2016. I do regularly forget that.
0: I actually had his number saved in my phone.
1: Because we had him on in uh, 2016. Yeah. That's right. That's right when uh, Nyquist won the Kentucky And Day I
0: always liked that name. It's a fun sure, one. Sure.
1: Sure, if you say it's so. something out of the Marvel if, Universe. If you say so. Um. So we will uh, we'll chat with Doug O'Neill later on in the program. And coming up a little bit later on this hour, our draft draft. We do it every year. Pancake social And this year, Ken Zales is going to join us for it. KZ's final mock is up right now at PressBoxOnline.com. You can check it out there. He's going to join us for our draft drafts. So we'll talk to him for a minute, and then what we're going to do is we're going to draft players that we think might be selected by the Baltimore Ravens over the course of the next three days. And whoever has the fewest has to pay a punishment. We'll tell you more about it here in a few minutes. So that's what we're doing this morning on the program. Today's show... Brought to you by Window Nation. Act now. Beat the rush. Window Nation will give you 50% off every style window, bows, bays, picture and garden windows, every style, every color. Plus, get 0% interest for 18 months, Eight six six ninety nation or visit windownation.com. Uh, I've alluded to this a couple of times. Uh, when we do these broadcasts, like the Project Game Day draft special that we're going to do tonight... The purpose of them seems to be related to you all wanting to see us lose our minds, and the question always becomes, "What could the Ravens do that will make us lose our minds?" And overwhelmingly, not a lot.
0: You don't expe- you don't expect them to do anything asinine,
1: right? So if if for whatever reason they took, um, I'm trying to think of what. Kellen one. Mond. Yeah, if they drafted Kellen, you know what, I'll be honest with you, anything that they did, e- even the world, the insano world where, like, Justin Fields slips all the way down to the bottom sure. of the first round, if if they did this bit that Bucky Brooks has suggested, I would lose my mind. Mm-hmm. I would lose my mind, and not because, again, I don't see
0: the argument or for, right. for
1: never paying a quarterback, but in that scenario, this doesn't work either. You have Lamar Jackson under contract for two more years. Why in the f would you be paying uh, drafting another quarterback now? it would be insane
0: Two to four even years.
1: even in the context of yeah correct i mean now I but that gets into you'd be paying him like five you'd be paying million. him the prices that you'd be looking to avoid for sure. um for by year, participating yes. in this in this but process still, get yeah. um there, there's correct. no it would make no All of the sense above are the reasons uh, that's that that's the part of the Bucky Brooks thing. That makes it so dismissible is even in the bizarro world where you're moving on from Lamar Jackson, Not no offense to Lamar Jackson, it's just this is the way we're going to do things now. We're never going to pay a quarterback. We're going to try to manipulate the system and constantly find a quarterback. The only way that system works is if you're getting five years out of every quarterback. If you're drafting a quarterback to not play for the next two years, you're just wasting a draft pick in this system. You're only getting three years. They better be ready to hit the ground running. That's insane. It's literally insane. I think the whole Green Bay agrees. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant strategy on their part. I think the whole concept is insane of never paying a quarterback and thinking that that's the problem with the system. Well, it depends with the quarterback. Saying this is not like we'd we'd I rather. Well, yes, of, cor- of course, they, uh, The but comparison I think people are making, the like moving, here. the idea of of comparing it to moving on from Sam Darnold or moving on from Mitchell Trubisky. Yes, those guys suck. You're not saying we'd never pay a quarterback. We're saying we're not going to pay a quarterback who sucks. Seems like a pretty simple concept to me. If your quarterback's terrible, you don't say, well, he came up on 5 years. It's time to give him a boatload of money despite the fact that they're awful. But there are
0: still fringe guys that end up being you in hindsight poor decisions, right? The, Jared Goff the the Rams regret making but, that choice. But let's but. not
1: pretend like Jared Goff didn't play unbelievably not, well for a stretch of time. He
0: played he played
1: his numbers very
0: well within the system at like the time, right? Like he was It was always the it was Sean McVay that people praised. Okay, well that's fine, but Sean
1: McVay was still the head coach. The notion that there was any reason to think that Jerry Goff couldn't continue to be that productive is they didn't make a bold decision to give a contract to a player who hadn't done anything. A player was performing quite well, literally outdueled Patrick Mahomes. They decided to give him a boatload of money, and then he fell apart. That wasn't a bad decision. It was a decision that in hindsight we can can look at and say, oh, that's, that's hurt them because Jared Goff didn't end up being as good as he was when they decided to give him the money.
0: I mean, look, it's always a decision that a franchise is going to have to – I mean, they've never – you hold your feet to the fire, right? You've got a quarterback who's quote-unquote a franchise quarterback. You're, you're going to pay them. It's kind of just the way that goes, right? right. Until like, somebody decides that they are going to go that route with Bucky. But when us. we've talked like when we
1: talked about this with, with Doug Farrar and what Bucky's alluding to, when we compare him to the names, the name, the guys that you're being moved on from aren't guys. They never sniffed the success <laughs> that Jared agree. Goff had. Mitchell Trubisky has not been a tenth as good as Jared Goff was. Agreed. And again, I get it. The Jared Goff thing is regrettable. The Carson Wentz thing, regrettable. But Carson Wentz was having a monstrous season up until the point that he got hurt the year they won the Super Bowl. Carson Wentz looked like a world beater at that point. These guys have never been anything close to those guys. Those good decisions didn't work out, but they weren't bad decisions.
0: Carson Wentz and Jaron Goff haven't been what Lamar Jackson is. Um I mean I, mean, were, I get but, it. You could argue that getting to the Super Bowl right like I mean he didn't. Let's be
1: fair about that. He didn't get to the I'm, Super Bowl, but but he was on that they were unbelievable. Yeah, Jared Goff that's did. What I'm Fine. Okay.
0: Right. Yeah, Goff did. Yes. So like I, those are always it's just That's that's what th-
1: th- there is a fair comparison to those guys. There is. Now, none of them were unanimous MVP of the league. Correct. But they both put up massive numbers. They put up insano numbers. There is a fair comparison to say there are times where you rightfully decide to extend the quarterback and it still doesn't work out for you. Ultimately, what what, what clouds
0: in a way of... It doesn't cloud how I feel about the situation in that, you know, the situation is you have Lamar Jackson, you extend him and figure it out, right? Like, that's how I feel. It's always going to be that way. But clouding how I speak on it is the the vague opaque discussion about the ravens in general and how they do things and the offense and are are they the ones to make sure that this is what it and i don't and i'm not saying that it can't just be this
1: and that's the i i I keep coming back to that and it's not a knock and we just talked about this with sal yesterday where it's i i don't i i really don't get why people – this is the damnedest thing. Nobody can figure this thing out. One
0: playoff game goes a certain way, and suddenly it's all figured out. Well, the playoffs in general have gone – they've gone and had to play from behind, right? And they've allowed, I think, 19, like, sacks in their playoff games in the past few years. It's a lot, right? Like, and credit, I, credit in credit to the fairness, defenses they're playing. That's, some of
1: that came because they had to throw the ball so much. But I,
0: you understand that that's not just a fluke that the teams you are playing against are now suddenly able to get out ahead, right? Like, these are the best teams. Yes, you're
1: playing against, uh, I'm trying to think of the scenarios that we're talking about.
0: So Chargers notwithstanding, right? Chargers were, you know, their offense is still capable, right? But it's not as if they're world beaters. And
1: by the way, the Titans the year before, they weren't world beaters. They were a really good running team. They were not a world beating offense. Regardless,
0: if the team's, largely speaking, the team's still playing football at that point, are capable of putting up points. And, you know, there's discussions to be had about the Ravens' defense and who's to blame for allowing those points, but that's aside from the fact that the offense also Uh, needs to be able to put up points when it matters. But but it
1: goes back to the conversation we had. We're talking about the Buffalo game as if the story was that this didn't work against Buffalo. conditions were not helpful. The conditions were insane. But that still does... everything changes... Because J.K. Dobbins whiffs on a block on what would have been the tying touchdown.
0: still doesn't change that they only had three points from the offense that they were running, right? Like, from the idea—I think it was Kyle Shanahan was just talking about it, and it's certainly an interesting quote considering the third overall pick and Mac Jones and Trevor Lance and all of that, right? Like, he was talking about for like a minute and a half what the value of a mobile quarterback is, right? Like, the idea that for 45 years— defenses were used to playing 11 on 10 and the quarterback would just be stationary and all of that right and the value that brings to have the 11 on 11 advantage on the offense Mm -hmm. what that does but it most importantly he mentioned what you do with it afterwards once the defenses adjust once they are once they understand that the zone read is a principle of your offense And that first and foremost, to stifle them and get them behind the sticks, right, you have to stop the zone read. And once they zero in on that, it's how you respond to that. It's the quarterback that you have capable of hitting the guys that are open because of the space that's created, right? Like all of that. The the value of that to an offense, which would lead one to believe that maybe they are considering a Trey Lance type or a Justin Fields. But it's the idea that the Ravens, it's – I don't have faith, right? And how could you with the wide receiver history that they are going to be the ones to simply provide the talent, the guys that scheme notwithstanding are going to win and demand the attention and Julio Jones would be great, but like the idea that, you know, they're just going to have a flush receiving core. Hard to have faith in that. And so it's Lamar Jackson and what they do with him in this offense and it seems like they are content being this version of the like, Ravens, and for good reason. Yes. Right? Like it's been successful, but it also has been unsuccessful when it matters the most.
1: Oh, okay. The, we're doing. We've had this conversation so many times that I'm going to end up. Uh, the notion that that's a problem is absolutely bat s insane to me. The notion that this is a problem, that we have figured something out that puts us in this position every time and allows us to be competitive against the best teams in football is somehow a problem that has to be solved. And we're talking about you got to wildly change things, change an offense, change a quarterback. It's, it's crazy town. We would never do this. The number of years that Peyton Manning fell short in the playoffs, no one in the world suggested that the Colts needed to change their offense because it wasn't as good against the best teams.
0: No one did. It's a little bit of, we want
1: fantasy football.
0: No, it's yes. It's that. Look, I do think that the majority of the time the Lamar Jackson running offense is going to beat the opposing defense. That's proven successful like over and over and over
1: and over 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 again
0: now all that being said context you know you can't disregard each game and what was happening and what but they're one in what are they one in 4 one in 3 one in 3 in the playoffs right so it's just that they Look, they talked about funneling to the middle of the field, right? The defenses are making sure they can't do that when they throw the football, right? The idea that they haven't demonstrated the ability to pass outside the numbers. They need to be able to do that. Like, they need to be able... And for
1: some reason, instead of us screaming about the fact that they don't have outside wide receivers and they must fix that, we somehow convince ourselves that the better thing to do, instead of taking the easiest path that the, the better idea is to completely blow things up and do things completely differently. It's crazy. I mean, we're crazy the way we have this conversation. The answer is right in front of us. They have to get better outside receivers, period. I, I, you, want, you want to find something that might make me lose my mind? And I, I really am starting to We are so accepting at this point of the fact that the Ravens are again not going to draft a wide receiver until the third round at the earliest start looking around no one is talking about wide receivers to the baltimore ravens again we're doing it again and i get it
0: it seems like there's been people discussing how the ravens have been zeroing on a receiver with one of their first round picks who i have to find it i'll try and see if i can find it
1: every all of the most recent series of mock drafts has been edge offensive tackle Uh, Or something crazy like a Christian Barmore, you know, a a very Ravens-like pick. We've all kind of coalesced around the idea that it's just not going to happen. Even even the mocks that have Rashad Bateman still available at 27 don't see the Ravens taking Rashad Bateman. That's, you want something that'll make me lose my mind? DMX? That. If Rashad Bateman's on the board at 27 and the Ravens don't take him, I'll lose my mind. We keep doing Packers
0: this. like Bateman. They pick two picks after.
1: It would seem like I mean, that doesn't mean anything. I mean, I mean it, like, means it means that if it you means nothing. We we, we 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 have to stop thinking that we know things. We don't it's know what about knowing
0: things. It's about teams' needs and the Ravens having a chance to ensure that they don't give that I, team I, a chance I don't, to take it. I don't care them. about the Packers. I care about the Ravens. I don't care at all about the Packers. It's not about it's about the Ravens and trying to get the player you want. Right. That's if he's I'm there saying. at twenty-seven, and that's the that's the player, but if they're who like, gives a rat's ass about the Packers, who cares?
1: I don't. I don't know if they're twenty-seven
0: and thirty-one. If they're gambling and saying, "Well, maybe he'll be there at 31. that's my point.
1: I, I don't know that anybody knows that he's going to be there at twenty-seven. The mm. point is, go get the player. Who cares who the teams are? I don't know who. I, I don't know how that's relevant. Go get the player. Go get the guy. Go solve the effing problem. Which, by the way, you can do with Julio Jones as well. And I guess if I lose my mind tonight, because they don't go get it. If they do this bit where Rashad Bateman's on the board in 27, they don't take him and I lose my mind over it. I, I guess that two weeks from now they could still solve the problem and they could trade for Julio Jones then and give up you know, a, a pick next year or something along those lines. That could be the answer. I'm sick of this. I'm sick of us continuing to recognize that there's a problem and thinking of a hundred different ways to go about trying to solve it instead of saying we have to get an outside wide receiver. Not a guy that's lingering. Not a who's a guy later on in the draft that can make some sense. I mean going and getting the guy.
0: Calmer than you are.
1: Might be. I don't know. Try Chris again real quick.
0: Casey's with us right now.
1: All right. I thought we were doing ten thirty. Ten twenty. Yeah. On the rundown you put ten thirty. Well, Dude. my bad. <laughs> we're killing it today. <laughs> we are killing it. <laughs> <laughs> this might be your finest rundown. For what of it's all worth, time. the
0: Zoom meeting. Yeah. Ten thirty, but I it's held ten KZ at ten twenty. So, you know. It's one of those you can't do twenty minute intervals on Zoom, you know? You can actually not for me you can i assure you you can can you yes that's you me All right, that's fun
1: <laughs> all right today's show is brought to you by uh glory day's grill uh glory day's grill celebrating their 25th anniversary right now they've got an amazing menu for everything at Glory Days Grill, but uh, right now they've got some very special things on the menu to celebrate that 25th anniversary, including the zucchini fries, the smoky thigh wings, the double bacon and cheddar burger, the barbecue chicken bowl with ancient grains, the strip steak sandwich, the silver anniversary IPA. Glorydaysgrill.com is the website for you to find out more and uh, get over to your neighborhood Glory Days Grill right now. Help them celebrate their 25th anniversary. Ken Zalis, the question tonight, as we do this Project Game Day uh, draft special, everybody just wants us to lose our minds. What will make you lose your mind tonight if the Baltimore Ravens do or do not do it?
2: Oh, um, so the guy in the first round that make me lose my mind is Jason Jason Owe, uh, the edge rusher from Penn State. Why is that? Um, I like guys that are actually productive in college, and he's not one of them. And there are other edge rushers that, that fit what the Ravens usually like to do on defense, and he is a guy. I think you need to take guys that you feel you can plug and play in this upcoming football season, and he's a project. He's, he's a guy that has all these physical traits and, and
1: I I mean, do you say this specifically because he had no sacks last year? Is that when you say, I I watched him on
2: film and I see Shaka I don't see him. I see him running around. He doesn't do anything. He doesn't make an impact in the game. People are saying, Oh, he impacts the game. I was like, does he put a quarterback on the ground? Does he make tackles? He chases people. He's got a high motor. I hate, hate the high motor. That means you're running after people after you already missed a tackle. Okay, all right, that's interesting. I, I there are so many, there are so many pass rush pass rushers that do better. Got to be, be the, honest,
1: none of the pass rushers are. They just don't. None of them seem to be all that significant to me. But
2: but but they have. Again, I mean there there are guys that I think can come in and play and do what the Ravens want you to do, which is be. And all-around edge rusher and be able to set the edge and be able to play in the run game and do things like that. And he's just not one of them. And and all the analysis that I see from national media guys are like, oh, he would be a fun chess piece, and Wink and Barndell will figure out how to get the best out of him. Well, he's Tyus Bowser. Bowser came in with the same type of pedigree, except that he had a bunch of sacks. But he was a monster in college, and it took him three years to figure out that the Ravens just don't like people to put their have no other responsibilities. They don't let guys come in, put their hand in the dirt and say, when you're in the game, go get the quarterback. That's not what the Ravens defense does. And it's never been like that under Wink or any other defensive coordinator. And this kid can't make, I don't say he can't, because I hope everybody that gets drafted over the next three days are highly successful. But I don't think he comes in and makes an impact for this team in this upcoming season.
1: All right. Anything else that would make you lose your mind tonight?
2: Oh, there'll be so many
1: things. Look, tell me. Tell me what uh, would make you... What, look, what, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. If, if,
2: especially at 31, okay, I'm not going to say at 27. If Rashad Bateman's still on the freaking board and they don't take him, I'm done. Why would,
1: just, why would it make a difference to you if it's 31 or 27? Like, because, I don't understand that.
2: Well, okay, because here's the thing. I think they have bigger needs than wide receivers. So if there's a top... Offensive lineman or a top edge rusher, that's there at twenty-seven, along with Bateman, and they address that need over the wide receiver room. I understand it, so I'm not going to go nuts.
1: Yeah, I do it again.
2: But if they do it again at thirty-one after they've addressed one of their needs already, I'm just over it. I'm just over it. Never take another wide receiver because the the, the wide receivers in the late third, fourth, fifth. They're not coming in and starting. I don't even know who you're cutting to have them be in the room next year. So just, just go get somebody that – I'm sorry. he's wide If he's not wide receiver one, because for me he is, he's wide receiver two in this draft for for guys that line up on the outside. Right, Lotto, right. Lotto and Smith are different type of animals. Yep. You know, they're different guys. They're more slot. They can play on the outside – but they're going to be more slot in the NFL. Chase and Bateman are the guys that are the the X guys that are on the outside that can make a difference. Go get them.
1: I mean, I I, I hear you. I, I don't disagree whatsoever. Um, I just I, – I would do it at 20. I, I just don't – there's no – the idea of this comes back to I don't feel so strongly about any of the edge rush or tackle guys that I think the difference is all that much from 27 to 31 but I don't I just think think you have to have But I don't I, think, I think there's you a next step I
2: have those I think I, you have to have an edge in a tackle you don't have to have a wide receiver
1: I don't know man I think I disagree with that this team okay. this this bit this continuous bit where they try to do this without having an outside wide receiver in this offense I don't,
2: again I again I'm we're not going to Disagree on this, but that's not what they do.
1: I, I well, you say it's not what they do. It it's not the primary thing that they do. But they eventually they have to throw the ball outside at some point. They have to do know, it. But then,
2: then then stop taking then stop taking slot receivers and I, trying to make them into your number one
1: guy. KC, we agree. Right? I know. I agree. Well, that, that's, that's, why, I'm saying. that's why. That's why, why I'm, I want them to go get a guy who can catch I the ball too. on the outside. What?
2: Look, you'll see you'll see something that's going to come up somewhere around noon or one o'clock, which is my Ravens draft. You know, just Ravens, all seven rounds, yep. guys that they might take, could take. I don't want them to take. And then there's the list of these are my guys, and this is who I would take with each pick. My f- pick at twenty seven is Rashad Bateman. I mean,
1: I he's my guy. If he, if he's there, right? I mean, obviously you can't yeah. you can't do anything about you it. You don't know, name. right? You don't know, right? One hundred percent. But if they,
2: again, you can lose your mind at 27. I'll totally go off the rails at 31.
1: (laughs) I I don't know. I don't know how much I'll lose my mind. But uh, if he's on the board and they don't take him, it will not. It'll be ugly for me. It'll be really (laughs) ugly for me how this will (laughs) go. All right, that'll be tonight, our uh, our Project Game Day Draft Special. KZ, Jeremy Kahn, and I will be live at Looney's Perry Hall with Grade 8's memorabilia, Meals on Wheels of Central Maryland, and Gus Edwards. Looking forward to that. You can watch it at Facebook.com slash sports, Listen PressBoxOnline.com slash radio. And KZ will be back with Kyle and I tomorrow night for rounds two and three of the Project Game How Day Draft like Special. Uh, Seven o'clock. Seven o'clock tomorrow night. All right, so here's the deal, KZ. Do you do you have any idea what you really sign yourself up for here? Do you actually have zero? You have no Absolutely clue. Absolutely zero. I, I am, I am, I'm actually a little confused by why you would participate in this game. Well,
2: I see it was it was presented in a way, and I didn't understand it, and there was no there was nothing to it. Like I don't know what I have to do if I lose, um, but I said, what the hell? Um, I'm in for a good time. Uh, I'll figure it out
1: once you explain it. As as KZ said, he's not here for a
0: long time. He's here for a good time. I I assumed Uh, that you, knowing us, knew that if this was for the show and it was a fantasy draft, chances are... There was a bad side of so it. So here's
2: the way this works. Well, I, I assume that, but you didn't really go. Of into course. It. So,
0: so for <laughs> I got to get my yes first, Casey.
1: For those that are <laughs> unaware, um, in in sports radio, there's this bad trope where they regularly do fantasy drafts that mean nothing. They'll be like, "Let's do a fantasy draft of toothpaste flavors," and then they just list a bunch of toothpaste flavors, and then they say. So how do you think we did? And for some reason, people think that's some sort of quality content. It's not. There's no legs to it. It's just a way to kill a few minutes when you're not prepared to do a radio show. Um, what we've taken is that concept and said, when you do something like this, there there should be, it should mean something. There should be legs to it. There should be stakes involved. By the way, speaking of stakes, could really go. Anybody anybody in the neighborhood? I'm hungry. Could go for some steak. Um... So we do this with all sorts of events during the course of the year, but one of them is the draft. We do our annual draft draft. where We're going to pick, all three of us, 30 players that could be selected by the Baltimore Ravens at some point
0: during the course of the weekend. I'm going to go ahead and say we also need to establish a rule if there happens to be a tie for last place this year. Nope. As many people (laughs) as are tied, everybody's got to
1: pay the price. That's the way that it works like it did last year. So um, I, I put out a, a, an, a question. I said, hey, does anybody have any punishment suggestions? Uh, one of the first ones I got in after Would You Rather Wednesday, you're a psychopath. I don't even remember who it was that sent it. I think it was Dave. You're a psychopath suggested that the loser would have to sit in here during the show and for the entirety of the two hours watch the Chris Weidman injury video on a loop. No, you psycho. No. What Do you, you think we should get waterboarded next? Yeah, no, That's you. the route we're going to go? So instead, we're going to do something pleasant. <laughs> instead, yeah, right? far more pleasant. Uh, loser and or losers will have to consume what Nick Kelly oh. came up with. Oh, my God. I will not say the entirety. I will say a half. A whole half of it? A half Jesus. of a... Spaghetti-o and milk pie.
2: <laughs> Which, what the hell is that? Yeah, yeah
1: that's the appropriate response. It's this what thing, the hell is that? It's this thing that's been floating around the interwebs, KZ. Uh, you you work with young people. You should know about what's going on in the interwebs. I, I,
2: I've never heard of this.
1: Uh, some Some woman started yeah. this by suggesting... That she likes to not make. Not wholly convinced.
0: It's not just a bit, by the way, from her. I don't know. She likes I to make this there is as a family a, dinner. There's a TikTok or something account. Is it for this you vile woman? Is it like
1: it's she, a takes, a pie pie? she takes a pie crust? She takes a pie crust. Yeah. She loads spaghettiOs into yeah. it. And then she puts milk. Now,
3: she, yeah yeah, 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 more, more, exactly. and some
0: cheese, more SpaghettiOs. And then, uh, uh, some, and then some garlic bread on top. Literally, it's not garlic that bread. And bakes it's, it? It's, it's,
3: it's,
1: white, it's white, white bread with swore. garlic dusted on it's it. It's white
3: bread that wait, she, wait like, put wait, her elbows she bake into. It? Yes, yeah,
0: yeah, then she yeah, bakes yeah, yeah. the pie, correct. And then you can't really get it. so I was 90% sure. Who said he had to do whole That's going to make a difference. It's mixed with I said, can we not?
1: No, you don't. I What's nobody said difference? what kind
0: of milk it has to be. I'd rather it be whole milk, by the way, but whatever. All right, aside from that, it's gonna
1: be almond milk. There's a woman who does these videos Ew.
0: where she makes disgusting things, and like their man and her filming this, it or talking was, about it so this did positively. Did not seem to be her, and I don't think it wasn't her. This that was what I was. I watched her. the video. This seemed I was to be pers- a woman
1: who was just genuine. All right, we got to move on, but this seemed to be a woman who was genuinely sharing a recipe that she makes at her house.
0: The point is, loser is going to
1: have to consume half of a Spaghetti and milk pie. As well as in oh, honor of more. in honor of one of my favorite draft prospects, Quinn Miners, do the show in a Quinn Miners belly shirt that day. All right. Which we were belly shirt. Whatever. We'll figure it out, whatever. And because the draft is in Cleveland, we need a musical number. <sighs> we're going to honor the greatest musical act in the history of the city of Cleveland. The loser will also perform Crossroads by Bone Thugs and Harmony.
0: I mean, that's just a fun one. I yeah, can do I, that. I that mean, at that's anytime, fun. Yeah. You know? I'm all I all think. On the I think, but we I think do that, that isn't, isn't that sort of like, yeah, you kind of have to, right?
2: Yeah, I, I, mean, I, I hear what you're saying.
0: Should, I hear I, I I hear the argument. I think everybody should have to perform. That's, that's why that's, you root for Ty. It's <laughs> harmony. It's a harmony though. You it's you root for got, got a you root
1: for I got tides. the I got the boom. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna miss everybody. <laughs> I'm gonna miss song. everybody. It's oh also my god, sad. it was amazing.
0: Like is sad sadder, you know? It is a sad song. It is a sad song. Sadder as you get older. That's a good
1: point. So that's what we're doing. All right. Everybody understand how this is gonna work. Anybody? Uh, anybody? All opposed? Say aye.
0: Aye. You son of a okay, bitch. One, Irrelevant. Question. Yes.
2: So we're 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 each drafting how many people? 30, thirty.
0: Thirty.
1: We will each thirty. Draft thirty players. God, thirty players. We will each draft. And, and, and where do
2: we get points for? It, Correct it, players. Anyone who's <laughs> drafted
1: by the Ravens, you get one point for having in your rounds points. one through six. Sevens. Through the entire draft. Yeah, what is... Why would we... Why well, they would we, don't have a seventh round pick. Oh, they could end up with a seventh round pick, KZ. I'm just saying. I uh, Okay, okay I'm good. It, I, it doesn't I, matter what their original picks are. I, wa-
2: I waive I, the rest of the reading of the rules.
1: Um. The suggestion I don't know if there are anymore. The suggestion we had from last <laughs> year is, do we do a tiebreaker for someone that is an undrafted free agent? Nope. Nope. No. Nope, we don't do that. Um, these are the guys you pick from these guys. Kyle and I tied last year. Which is great. Which uh, meant that we both had to wear the uh, the uh, unfortunate underpants as uh, face masks for a show. Which, to be
0: fair, not as bad as no, some other No, not nearly as panels. bad
1: as, no doubt about that. So, uh, oh, yeah. KZ, we will give you first pick. You will have first. Uh, I'll go second. Kyle, you'll get third and the snake. Oh, okay. I assume that's fair. what you wanted. I'll take it. Well, if you I never go, know. If you wanna, do you want to go second? I'll take third. Okay, you'll get third and the snake. We'll do a snake draft. Uh, the Draft Draft is brought to you this year. Are you going to take,
0: take it upon yourself to write the results?
1: No. No, that's your job, Chief. It? <laughs> that It's always been your job. Well, I don't sure. know why you think suddenly it's not. You sure? uh, draft Draft is brought to you by C3 American Exteriors. Call C3 to get roof and siding repairs for the cost of your home insurance deductible. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. Call C3-410-401-9797 or go to c3america.com for a free analysis. Ken Zalis, you are up first in our draft draft. Who are you selecting?
2: Oh, boy. Um, Aziz Ojibar. Ooh. Ojibar.
1: Ooh, Edge Rusher from Georgia, guy that I certainly am interested in for the Baltimore Ravens. I like that pick. All right, that means that I have the second pick. I'll, again, I'll go with my heart here and I'll select Rashad Bateman, wide receiver from Minnesota. Heart overhead pick for me. Rashad Bateman is going to be my first pick <sighs> in this draft. All right. Um let's I just realize that I like this better when I do keep track of it, but you need to keep track of it too.
0: Let's see, let's see, let's see. So we got one edge. We got one receiver. We don't have time to be I'm trying to think here what You're, I want. You got it, you got it good. I'm gonna go with Quiddy Pay. Okay. And uh, You think there's any chance Quiddy
1: Pay is around to twenty seven?
0: I think they could move up for him.
1: Can uh could. Okay. Could. No, I, I but okay. there's a
0: percentage. And I will go with Jason Oway.
1: Ah, not going to be uh, – you're you're trying to piss off KZ is what you're trying to do yeah. there. I see. You're trying to make him very angry with that selection. All right, I'll go with um, uh, Taven Jenkins from Oklahoma State. Uh, the uh, tackle is my next pick. We are zeroing in on first-round guys. Probably not a smart strategy to start this draft.
2: Okay, I will I go, go with – yeah. I get two, right? Yep. I'll go with Creed Humphrey.
1: Creed so- Humphrey.
2: Humphrey. Oh. Mm-hmm. And I will go Joe Tryon Edge from Washington.
1: All right. Very good. I, too, will go interior O-line. I'll go Landon Dickerson from Alabama.
0: All right. Um, Let's see. Let's see. I will go uh, Alex Leatherwood.
1: Offensive tackle from Alabama.
0: And just for fun, give me Quinn Miners.
1: Man, it would make me really happy if they ended up with him.
0: Boy, it would make me so. I happy. know they don't have a second-round pick, so it makes it complicated. But well, whatever. but you never know what they might trade do. Back, they might right. choose
1: to trade back and acquire a second-round pick at some point. I would not be
0: surprised by that at all.
1: Um, I will go. I believe this is a name that's relevant to you, KZ. I I think I saw this earlier. Uh, Liam Eichenberg from Notre Dame. He
2: he is interesting. He is interesting to me. I have them picking him that's so. what
1: i thought i saw of course i, was I didn't to to... try to
2: save. i gotta try to save that not knowing you would actually read my stuff
1: I, what do you mean you think i don't read your stuff ken zales i uh, well it was and, it was presented during the show so i thought maybe you wouldn't, I, wouldn't it, have... it went up it went up before the show started today okay uh so that's my fourth pick and and he's he's you believe he's he's a day one starter at right tackle Yes, okay. yes. I, I think he's a, a
2: plug-and-play type guy. All so. right, very good. So I get two here again. You do indeed. Uh, Trayvon Mowing.
1: Ah, this is the he's safety. From TCU. Yeah.
2: And I'm going to go a little bit off the board. I'm going to get out of the first round here, and I'm going to go Benjamin St. Juste. Cornerback from Minnesota. I have
0: to be honest, think you could have waited on that one, Crazy, I have but uh, no idea who this person right. is. It's all right. So I gotta I
2: gotta pick my guys. Saint
0: Juicy? I like it. Saint Juicy, yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: Saint Juicy is T E.
1: All right. Uh I'm gonna I'm gonna similarly simmer, simmer similarly Simmer simmer simmer, simmer, for simmer a little down while, now. Yeah. I'm gonna similarly uh look later on in the draft and I will go Nico Collins, the wide receiver from Michigan. Of course, a little bit of a bigger body seems like that might be something that could perhaps make him a fit for the Baltimore
0: Ravens. All right, I will take Joseph Osai Mm -hmm. from Texas, Edge Rusher, and let's go with. This is where it's interesting here. Let's go with Jalen Phillips.
1: All right. The edge rusher from Miami. I will go with Boogie Basham, the edge rusher from Wake He feels Forest. like a second rounder. Doesn't he just Suck. I think suck. he could be a late first rounder, or again, if the Ravens end up doing the thing, we all think they might and trade into the second round. I think it might be because they believe that they could get him a few picks later. So that's my guy. I, I will go Terrace Marshall Jr. Ooh. Wide receiver from the LSU, receiver Peter LSU. King says he's totally off the Ravens board. I don't know what to make of Who that. Who said that? Peter
0: King. It's too late, KZ. Whatever. Too
2: late. I, Peter King doesn't know anything. There <laughs> you go. That's what I've always said to his face. Uh, and then, hmm, where do I want to go here? I, I'm, I'm going to do one more first round guy that's a possibility, and then I'll get off of it. Samuel Cozy.
1: Ah. The All- he's uh he's certainly a name that's come up a few times, and I think that's a fairly good pick um I will go uh oh God, where do I wanna go here I will go i'm gonna go with Peyton Turner, the edge rusher from Houston kinda going going heavy <laughs> yeah. on 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 edge rushers at this point and um, again the problem is probably a second round guy that's the issue that I have
0: there. Let's go ahead and Take Pat Friermuth and Brevin Jordan. Oh, you're going back to back tight ends.
1: Trying to corner the market, you are. Pat Friermuth from uh, Penn State, Brevin Jordan from Miami. You're a Miami guy. What do you think of Jordan?
2: Love Jordan. I, I all this. He's not a good athlete. I don't see that on tape. Um I I, I have missed the second best tight end in the draft. But
0: you think he'll be around in the third?
2: I, I do the way things have gone. Um, I, I do, indeed. All right. All right. Very
1: good. That would uh, that would be good news for uh, Kyle Ottenheimer if it played out that way. All right. Um, I Back to me as we are continuing to do our draft draft. Uh, Ken Zalis is with us here on Glenn Clark Radio. I I, 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 I want to go later, but the problem is this is when I start to really not know who these players are. Um, I'll go Rashad Weaver, the edge from Pitt's.
2: Okay. Um I'm gonna go with the guy that they actually could take from Pitt and Patrick
1: Jones the why, second. Why do you think they couldn't take Rashad Weaver? Because he's not as good as Patrick Jones. <laughs> okay, but they you know there's seven rounds in the draft, right? <laughs> i you're, I'm just you're aware that they
2: can't made for better radio if I said it that way.
1: Yeah.
2: Um yeah, sure. and I will go Alim McNeil, the defensive lineman from NC State. That's definitely
0: you spell that first one. Definitely somebody I've heard of. Aline Eileen.
1: Come on.
2: I l i
3: m.
0: I l i m. Mick
2: Neil N E I L L.
0: Well, I got that last part, but all right. Sure. But you could have spelled it a different yeah, way. That's all right. It's we'll A A L I. Yeah, I was like. It's A L I. That's why I said A L I. I think you said i right. bud <laughs> I
1: think that's the way that it went. Um, I will get into the uh, the tight end market, and I will go with Tommy Trimble. The you tight end from, S.O.B.
0: What are you trying to do? Step into my territory here? Well, I don't
1: want you to corner the entire this market. This is my corner. You're going to do box out event? Yes. <laughs> not going to do that. Uh, well, well, well. Yes, well, 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 indeed. Draft draft is what we're doing, by the way. Speaking of the draft, if you missed it last night, I was on with uh, Stan the Fan and Gary Stein talking draft on Facebook Live. After this show finishes, you can go watch that as well, get more of my thoughts about the draft. Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports or PressBoxOnline.com. Stan Shows is always brought to you by C3 American Exteriors. Well, give me Hunter Long. I oh, came you, off the board. you got to go right back. Yeah, KZ's I'm not going to get a tight end. I'm not
0: letting you just take my guys, you know? Now, let's go with a guy like maybe... This is where it's a tricky one here because I don't know who these guys are. I'm just going to be honest. Mm-hmm. You um, should be honest. That's a good idea. What about Stone Forsyth?
3: Okay.
1: Offensive tackle from Florida. What a name, a, huh? I don't think that's a bad pick. I think that's an option. Um, I will go. We're the, Oh, God, we got to move. We got to move. Uh, I will go with. And as I just said, we got to move. I said that. Yeah, right. Uh, you Easier know, said than Dungland. Right, I know. It's on me. I 30 will, was a lot, by the way what's that 30 a lot of people lot I know people. maybe I'll change my mind about that as this goes on I'll go with the safety from Indiana Jamar Johnson that's gonna be my pick
2: okay I'm gonna go with the safety from UCF Richie Grant
0: yeah Like him. yeah I do too and
2: then I'm gonna go with the uh guard from Alabama Deontay Brown
3: all
1: right I, I'm also trying to scratch these off as we do this I'm gonna I'm gonna get out of that that's it's not gonna work we got to move along um, Tylon Wallace, wide receiver from Oklahoma State, my next pick.
3: Good
0: pick. I'm going to go in a similar vein in the third-round receiver realm, and let's go with Amon St. Ra- Ra- Amon, Amon, Amon Brown. Excuse Amon Ross St. Brown, yes. yes. Amon Ross St. Brown uh, is my first and as my second... Let's go with Josh Palmer, who, of course, Charles Davis, wide receiver up. from Tennessee. Mm.
2: Yeah. He was my next one to test to take.
1: I'll do this because I feel like we have to. I actually don't think they're going to draft him, but it would be silly for me to not put Amari Rodgers on my team. His, you know, his dad's on the staff. It would just seem like a silly thing to do to not think there's a possibility of it. So I'll make Amari Rodgers my 12th pick.
3: Um.
2: I feel like I'm not tracking your guys' picks, so well, yeah,
1: yeah, it's not. fine. I've I've given up on tracking picks too. Hunter so. Hunter Long, he's been, picked.
2: he's been picked. Huh? He's been picked. Okay. You're welcome. well. Then I will go. I'll go with 2 i I'll, I'll make it easy for you guys. John Bates, tight end for Boise State. Okay. And Zach Davidson, tight end from Central Michigan.
1: All right. Very good. Um, I'm going to go with, I know this is a name that we've talked about uh, before, KZ, Baltimore. Not native, but from Baltimore, really. Victor DiMuchegi, the the (laughs) edge from Duke.
0: All right. Let's (laughs) see here. I, seeing as how I just know so much about all these players... We'll go with guards. No, I don't want to do guards. I don't know anything about guards. Who are guards? Step it up, step it up. Let's take a guard then. <laughs> yes. Um, on the no, he's not going to be there. Come Give me on, a Jackson Carman. Okay. Okay. And uh, and let's see. After that, let's go with. There's another wide receiver that I wanted to take. I'm going to take him. Come on. Did you take Talon Wallace? He's gone, right? I did. Yeah. Uh, Then let me take a, on the off chance that maybe they do like him, Deami Brown.
1: I think that's a very logical pick. Wide receiver from North North Carolina. All right. uh, Back to me. I will, too, go wide receiver. I'll go Sage Surratt from Wake Forest.
2: I will go Ellerson Smith, edge rusher from Northern Iowa. Yes. And I will go Spencer Brown offensive tackle from Northern Iowa. You just love
1: for, what's going on with you? Just and, for symmetry. Right, I'm trying
2: to be very, very clear with these. Why don't you go
1: ahead and draft Kurt Warner while you're at it? Maybe maybe they'll take him too. Maybe that'll be the way that it'll go. Um. All right. Uh. Back to me. I will go. Has anybody taken Seth Williams from Auburn? I don't think so. No. Right. Seth Williams will be my pick. Okay.
0: So let's go with a combo of man. Gotta go. Elijah Moore. I think he's gonna be gone. But I would assume. Case. But sure. Why not? And. We might call this a twenty five. Yeah, I think that makes sense.
2: Uh if we're going to twenty five, might
0: as well go to third. And oh, you, this is Kadarius Tony. I, I was, was, was told the rules are third. All right, fine. Elijah Moore and Kadarius Tony. All right, Kadarius Tony. Sure, why not?
1: I will go with uh, Trey McKitty, the tight end from Georgia. Uh
2: let's go McKitty.
1: Yep. McKitty. Uh
2: Jordan Smith, Ed Rutcher from UAB. Okay. And Jonathan Cooper, edge rusher from Ohio
1: State. Jordan Smith, Jonathan Cooper. These game these names are the problem is they're they're too common, so I can't just put down first initial and, and last name because I don't know if there's another Jay Cooper somewhere in this draft. I will go with a name that's been talked about a lot because he's a workout freak, and if I don't know how to pronounce it, there's no chance that uh, that you know how to pronounce it. It's the wide receiver from Illinois, Josh, Josh Imatorbebe, Imatorbebe, going to Bad
0: Baby. I'm going with
1: Bad Baby as my 17th pick.
0: Sure, Um, I like that pick. I'm gonna take William Bradley King. I don't know. Fun. (laughs) What is he? You should say something. rusher. From? Uh, I don't even know. All right. Very good. He's on a list I'm looking at. You're
1: just name and play. Uh, and Quincy Rocher. uh Baltimore Zone. Obviously, another Miami Hurricane. How do you feel about Quincy roche
2: I like him immensely more than films.
1: Really? That's quite fascinating. That is quite fascinating. By the way, is nobody taking Gregory Russo? No. I'm uh, not doing it either. Uh, <laughs> just just asking the question. That's all. Um, a guy that has come up a lot, I don't see the fit, but he's absolutely the type of player the Ravens could just fall in love with. Zaven Collins from Tulsa will be my pick. I I don't I don't get it. I don't see it, but it still wouldn't surprise me if they just think that he's the bee's knees. Hmm.
2: That's actually my pick,
1: believe it. Oh, how about
2: <laughs> that? Uh, David Moore inside. Um... Offensive lineman from Grambling. All right. Uh, And then, uh, hmm. Give me the the kid Tonga, the inside defensive lineman from BYU.
1: Yeah, sure. That makes sense. Uh, All right. That's uh, Kairis. Kairis. Kyra's tongue. Yeah, I yeah sure. That's why I said Tom. I know. I know why you were <laughs> uh, I'll go back to early in the draft. Uh, Dylan Raddins, the uh the tackle from yeah. uh, North Dakota State will be my next pick.
0: Uh who? Dan Raft? Yes, Dan Raft. Dylan Raddins. I'm trying to comb through these names of players. R-A-D-U-N-Z. While Radins. also keeping a list of all these people. Yeah. I don't even know if you're still doing a list. I'm I'm sort of doing a <laughs> list. you will have a backup. Um I'm gonna go with Jalen Mayfield. Okay. Guard. Tackle from
1: Michigan.
0: Oh, they have listened as tackle, his tack- uh, guard? He's a guard, I think. He's a tackle guard. Yeah, okay. Sure, so both. Uh, and let's go with Ben Cleveland. Ben Cleveland. There have been a lot of Clevelands that have come into the NFL in recent years.
1: Ezra, Tyree, Ben. We gotta gotta we do something about all these Clevelands. Um, another player that, like, if he just happens to slip, I could see them being in love with, similar to what I did with Collins, is Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa. So I will make him my next pick. Okay. Uh, so he's answer? the he's the linebacker from Notre Dame. I guess we can still be doing that.
0: I don't know the I don't even know the thing. The truth I don't even know it, on it sometimes. So yeah. good luck. Anthony
2: Schwartz, wide receiver, Auburn. Okay. And just so I I I can butcher it, Dio Odingbo ah. at Vanderbilt. Ah,
1: say, say it again. Say it again. <laughs> What's the o, line? Hang on, what's Odeingbo. the ode Ingbo. What uh Dominic De mm-hmm. Dominic De Coco. O Dingbo.
2: O D E Y I N uh, G B O. Was his
1: name O D E Y I N G B O B O. Sure. Uh <laughs> Well we're we're going with it, man. That's the way it is. We're going with it. Uh uh okay. Josh Myers, the interior offensive lineman from Ohio State.
0: Yeah, okay. that's you. That's the way this draft hey, goes. Uh, yeah, you know. Um, well, I am i so prepared. Let's go with <laughs> David Moore Jr. center.
1: I believe that's already been taken oh, by let's... Ken Zales in the 18th round.
0: In the 18th? I should have yes. known. Uh, let's go and not with that guy then. Um, who's Robert Hainsey? That's Uh, my pick.
1: There's a name that's come up on this show, and I don't know who
0: he is. (laughs) That's my pick. Robert Hainsey is a tackle or a guard, one of those two, something like that.
1: Thank you. That's really – that's high-quality analysis. I'm telling you, this is where Casey is
0: the intent. He's a tackle from Notre Dame. Um, Let's go with – did Spencer Brown get taken? Yes. Right? Yes, Casey got you got too. Spencer Brown, yes. How about Dylan Radunts? Oh, literally just He's had a conver- we just had a conversation about him. You're like, who is that guy? I we don't know who he is. just had a conversation about then, him. Then in that case, let's take the guy named Oh my god, we gotta go. F it. Uh Janarius Robinson.
1: Sure, sure. Available. You found one. Janarius Robinson.
0: Do you have any idea who he is? Ned Rusher. Okay. No. Yes, he is. Beyond that, no.
1: We should have had we should have had K Z do analysis. I feel like I have close
0: this. to thirty players right now.
1: You, wow. You're in we're in the twenty second round right yeah. now, is where we are. Uh I think they're taking a running back at some point during I think uh Sao is right about that. I'm gonna go with Ramondre Stevenson from Oklahoma.
2: Okay. I, I can I can I can do that. Let me take uh Shaka Tony, edge uh-huh. rusher from Penn State.
1: I think that's there's quite some logic in that.
2: And then I agree with you that they take a running back in this draft. Um, so I'll take Khalil Herbert running back from Virginia Tech. All
1: right. And I'll take uh, the other local kid just because I know you like him. I'll take uh, Jarrett Patterson.
0: I do like him.
1: From Buffalo by way of St. Vincent Pilati.
0: All right. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, has anybody taken Kenny Yeboah? Uh, no. Tight end? Oh, he's yours. Nope. Sure. Casey doesn't sound too thrilled about him, but he's mine.
1: No, he's fine.
0: He's fine. Well, I don't know anything about him, so. He's, uh, he's an okay. um, old l- Miss. old not, Miss. Not bad
3: boy. <laughs> <laughs> ringing endorsement. <laughs> yeah, right.
0: Uh, let's... Ringing, ringing. He's legally a tight end, Ken Zalas says. Go he ahead is. and take a slot defender, Elijah Molden.
1: From uh, w- uh, Washington. All right, Uh, I will go with – oh, God. Ronnie Perkins is still on the board, correct? I haven't heard his name. All right, Ronnie Perkins, the edge from Oklahoma. I'll take him.
2: Okay. Um, James Hudson, offensive tackle from Cincinnati. All right. And Kerry Vincent, Jr., cornerback from LSU.
1: Uh, all right, Vincent. I'm sure, you're all very familiar with him. I no, not at all, for what it's worth. <laughs> but that's quite all right. Uh, I will go with Tutu Atwell, the wide receiver from Louisville. Is impossible. It's not impossible.
0: It's it quite is. possible. It's impossible for me to try to pick who who I'm going to choose while also keeping track of who's just taken. It's not. It is. Uh, I'll take Andre Cisco, safety from Syracuse. Okay. Um, and then let's just go ahead and keep throwing darts at wide receiver, baby. Um, Cornell Powell. Where's he from? Harvard.
1: (laughs) Nice guess. Nice guess. All right. Uh, I'm going to go with Chris Rumpf, the edge from Duke.
2: um seems like a late round ravens pick if he falls that far but dylan moses the
1: linebacker from Alabama, really does doesn't he i thought about that the last couple of rounds there's there's no real fit but like it's no, definitely wait. the type of thing that they would do and then i'm gonna take
2: uh amir smith marset the wide receiver from iowa
1: ah yes him
0: Yes, yes. <laughs> Amir, Amir Don Smith? No.
1: I-H-M-I-R. Smith-Marset, it's hyphenated. Yes. Yeah, sure. Um, all right, uh, so KZ has two picks left, by the so way. So I also have it down. <gasps> You have three, three picks. left. You have three yeah. left. I have three left. That's that's We're finally at that point of the draft. I will go with um, Simi Fahoko, the uh, wide receiver from Stanford.
3: Good
2: pick.
0: How do you spell that?
1: F-E-H-O-K-O.
0: F E H O K O. Just put Simi. Yeah. Simi wide receiver stamp. Sure, why not? There Um, are not two. (laughs) All right. Let's go ahead and I'm
1: losing Kyle for the rest of the show because he's gonna be inputting these and trying to figure out who these players are.
0: Has anyone taken Ellerson Smith? Yes. Has anyone taken Hamilcar Rashad Jr.?
2: I don't think, I think so. you're safe there.
0: What a name. Give me the Hamel car. I'm hopping aboard. Um, let's see. At the next pick, I will take... No idea. No idea. Let's go with... Just name someone. uh Anyone Wyatt be... Davis still available? Wyatt Davis is still
3: available.
1: That's a Wyatt good pick. Davis. I think that is a good
3: pick.
0: I agree.
1: All right. Um, my penultimate—just because he's still there, I'll take Gregory Russo. Why not? Why not? He's still there. Take him.
2: So these are my last two.
1: Now these are your final picks in this draft. Quentin Morris, tight end from
2: Bowling Green. Okay. Ah, this is the this is the key one.
1: Is it though? This is basically Mister Irrelevance. Well, I mean, yeah, but. Yeah. Um,
2: Derek Foster Forrest, safety from Cincinnati
1: If you say so um <laughs> uh, uh, man Who was the pick before that that you made I'm sorry Who was who was the your 29th pick Quentin Morris The tight end from Bowling That's Green That's right Quentin Morris all right, and my final pick will be. I want to know what list you guys are going off. Oh, I just, I just yeah, a, I found It's <laughs> great. it's not yours. The, uh, sa- the
2: sad thing is, I know I'm going to finish third.
1: Uh, I'll go with um, Walker Little, the tackle from Stanford. I almost did that. How
2: about, I almost, that? How about that? Yeah, it's, it's a good pick.
0: I
1: think he's actually related to someone of significance in Baltimore sports history. I'll try to pull that up.
0: I will take... uh, For the last pick of the draft, right? This is the final selection? Yes, this is it. Mr. Irrelevant. This is a big... A lot of pressure on me right now. Mm,
1: It's not significant. His uncle, uh, Jack Little,
0: played for the Baltimore Colts. I will throw a dart. Has anyone taken... Kendrick Green I did not Kendrick Green there you go that's the draft center slash guard
1: that's the draft Kyle will input it now at GlenClarkradio.com if he has any idea who these players are that's the draft KZ um, sir what unrelated to the Ravens unrelated to the something Ravens something that's going to surprise us in the first round tonight
2: God I hope it's who uh, San Francisco takes it three <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, who do you think they're going to take i haven't taken trey lance okay okay um i i i you think this has all been posturing with mac jones
2: i it it just doesn't make any sense to me okay i, I mean, i'm not i'm not against mac jones because i think he's very joe burrow like and not not the not necessarily the talent but the story like you know you started one year basically in college and, you know, had a tremendous year and you had great talent around you. Um, so was it the talent or was it – is it the talent around you or your talent? Um, probably, you know, pocket presence is, is, is really good. I just – the upside is limited to me. So I don't know that you trade everything that they traded to get to three to take a guy that may be as good as he's ever going to be right now. Uh, Whereas a kid like Trey Lance or Justin, uh, for some reason, Justin Fields isn't being mentioned at all, which that wouldn't surprise me either. But Trey Lance is a guy that um, I think can really grow into it and, and and has more of an upside. So um, I think they go there, especially if Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be on the roster, Um, having a roster with Garoppolo and uh, Mac Jones doesn't make sense to me. Um, Uh, but I hope it, I hope that's it. I hope that's the surprise because that'll make a fun draft um, for me. And then, um, you know, there's always going to be there's always going to be surprises at the at the end of the first round. I mean, guys that we think are, are first round talent. I think you could see some guys that are medically flagged uh, drop out
1: of the first round. All right. All right. We'll be with you for the Project Game Day draft special starting at 730 from Looney's and Perry Hall. Go to PressBoxOnline.com right now to see his final Mac draft and more coming during the day at Fans Fantasy on Twitter. KZ, uh, best of luck to you. Look forward to watching you uh, devour uh, SpaghettiOs in a belly shirt. All right. (laughs) Cannot wait to see that. Thank you, pal. Uh,
2: Thanks, man. See you guys tonight.
1: Ken Zalas we'll uh, talk to him later on this evening when we come back in Bo Smoke is going to join us in a bit uh, I think we're going to try to check in with Chris Ruling as well from grade 8s memorabilia preview what we're doing tonight that's all on the way we're in the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio press box Chesapeake Employers Insurance your workers compensation insurance specialist it's Glenn Clark radio
0: mm. I know exactly mm-hmm. what
1: happened yeah do you I know exactly that's that's not all that helpful it's fixing it that's more helpful
4: This is how you get a premium cup of coffee better and faster than the drip 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 method and way better than a large urn of lukewarm coffee made who knows when at Royal Farms our new Swiss made coffee machines grind fresh premium beans on the spot and then brew them one cup at a time for the freshest, most flavorful
5: cup of premium coffee you can buy. This is Royal Farms Coffee. It's better because it's the freshest coffee in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms.
0: C3 American Exteriors is the area's best and most trusted roof and siding specialists. C3 is also an insurance adjuster's worst nightmare and a homeowner's dream come true. With all of the bad weather, chances are you have some roof and siding damage. Call C3 American exteriors now to get your roof and siding repairs for the cost of your deductible. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. C3 guarantees a 48-hour rapid response. Call 401-9797 or go to c3america.com for a free analysis. Glory Days Grill is celebrating their
1: 25th anniversary this month. Featuring their 12-ounce Silver Anniversary New York Strip Steak, the Smoky Thigh Wings, a Double Bacon and Cheddar Burger, the Strip Steak Sandwich, Barbecue Chicken Bowl, and their Silver Anniversary Turtle Cheesecake. Toast to 25 more years with Glory Days Grill's Silver Anniversary IPA, brewed by Virginia-based brewery Devil's Backbone, and take home a commemorative glass. Celebrate by entering any of their three contests online, win a trip to Devil's Backbone Brewing Company, free wings, or lots of other great prizes. Enter online at glorydaysgrill.com slash 25th Anniversary. The 25th anniversary menu is available through June 20th. Come in for great food, good sports, and family fun.
3: For more than 100
5: years, Chesapeake Employers Insurance has been helping Maryland businesses keep their workers safe. With competitive pricing and an AM Best, A-minus financial strength rating, it's no surprise that Chesapeake Employers is Maryland's largest writer of workers' comp insurance. At the end of every workday, someone's waiting for your safe return. Connect with your agent or visit CEIWC.com.
1: Hi, it's Glenn Clark for Window Nation. The weather is warming up, the days are longer, do your windows open to let the fresh spring air in? Are they old, cracked and outdated? The spring rush is on for home improvement projects. One great way to improve the look, feel and value of your home is with new windows. Act now, beat the rush, and Window Nation will give you 50% off every style window. Bows, bays, picture and garden windows, every style, every color, plus get 0% interest for 18 months.
0: 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. The biggest pro wrestling stars today and all time all have one thing in common. You've heard them on Jobbing Out.
1: Matt and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks. Thanks for having us, man. Appreciate it. Adam Cole. How are you guys doing today?
4: Matt Riddle. Yeah, man. Thanks, man.
1: The champ, Drew McIntyre. Oh,
4: thank you for having me.
1: The great Ron Simmons.
5: Glenn Clark
3: Radio, 21st Century Talk Radio at GlennClarkRadio.com. GlennClarkRadio.com.
1: All right, back in here on GCR. Mobile One, full synthetic motor oil, helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center. Ask for Mobile One. Tonight, we're going to be at Looney's Pub, Perry Hall. Joining us now, the man who is all behind not only this event, but everything that Grade 8's memorabilia has done over the last couple of years, it's our friend Chris Ruling, and he's with us here on GCR. Chris, what's going on, bud? How are you?
5: Glenn, what is up, man? It is draft day. I am pumped. It's one of my favorite days of the year, next to Christmas and Easter. All right, so, make,
1: make your make your predictions. What, the, the Baltimore Ravens, will they make both picks, and, and who will they pick?
5: No, I think they're trading that 31 and, and trading back. You know, With this draft, there's um, not too many guys out of the first couple picks that really jump out to me, and I like what EDC does. Um, you know, in the, in the second and third rounds, that second day, it always seems to be, he always seems to find those gems. And uh, I think that with all these contracts coming up, you're going to have to, you know, save money, go for depth. You add that 17th game on, um, you're definitely going to need depth. And, you know, I think last year, the only thing that hurt us, you know, was, of course, COVID, but um, you, know, you, lose, you lose Ronnie Stanley, you lose um, Nick Boyle. You lose a lot of these pieces, um, and you you realize that you didn't quite have as much there as you thought that you did. So I think you stack up, you make the run, and who knows what June 1st uh, brings in with Julio, and, and you actually give him a weapon, and you really take a shot while you have this team together.
1: All right. I'm definitely in favor of Julio Jones. I assure you that I am very much in favor of that. So, for people, I've been talking about it for weeks, um, what's going on tonight, but we are still in this sort of weird world where we're, like, we're kind of opening back up, but not fully. Like, we're, we're throwing a party. What's it going to look like tonight at Looney's?
5: Yeah, man, I think, um, you know, last time we were at Looney's, uh, it was right in the heart of the pandemic. No. The restaurant was at 25%, and we somehow brought Michael McCrary up there and collected 1,400 coats
3: Unbelievable. Um,
5: for helping out Mission. Um, Things are opened back up a little bit more. They now have the deck uncovered. It's 80 degrees outside. And the Meals on Wheels of Central Maryland, um, we're going to help them out this time. You know, last year was a tough year for a lot of people, but even a tougher year for those that were already struggling. They typically pass out a million meals a year. Last year, they did three million. And I was with no fundraising, no support whatsoever. I met Jill down there. They're doing a virtual event on May 19th, and I said, hey, Let's do the draft party for you. Um, Gus Edwards is going to come out. Last time we had Gus at an event, we raised twenty grand uh, for the Gaba family, um, and it was two days before Moe passed away. So we've been linked with, with Gus for a little bit now. We're getting ready to come up with our one-year anniversary of uh, Grade eight memorabilia. And it's going to be a great time. We're going to have a bunch of raffles. We're giving away some um, autograph memorabilia. We're going to raffle off a PlayStation 5. So if you've been looking for one of those, Shoot. come out and try and get one. Um, you, you guys are going to be there, you, Jeremy, and Ken, uh, doing your draft show, which is going to be fantastic. You guys definitely make sure you tune in for that. If you can't be there, we may even do a special um, uh, prize for people who are tuned in. Okay. i got this really nice Ozzie Newsome canvas, autographed canvas, that I've been trying to find a home for. So I'm going to let you guys wow. give that away on the air. All right. Wow. Um, but Mooney's is going to have a ton of specials. And look, man, it's like if life was all about us, we would be the only ones alive. So let's really like come together. You know, everybody talks about this Bills Mafia being the most, uh, you know, charitable fan base. But um, I would like to put the flock up head to head on what we can do. And it's a free event. It's fun for the whole family. There's a bunch of great events that are going on across the city. But let's help out Meals on Wheels. Every eight bucks that we raise is going to provide one meal. And we know that there's a lot of people going hungry. So I think it's going to be a great, great time. So,
1: so let's make sure the details are set. Uh, the party starts at 7. Um, yep. We're going to start our broadcast at about 7.30. But the party's going to start at 7. We'll all be there. And if, you can come for free and be a part of the event. If you want to be a part of the meet and greet, you still need to get tickets. And are there still tickets available?
5: Yeah, we're going to, uh, we talked to Gus. So we, he'll stay there and sign for as long as we need him to. Um, we're going to use that as kind of our fundraiser, um, you know, to, to raise money. It's 45 bucks. You get a photo. You know, um, Gus is awesome with photos. Get an autograph. We'll have stuff there if you don't have anything. But bring your own, bring your own memorabilia. You know, get it, get it signed by the bus. I think they're going to even – I think they're, with, with J.K. and Gus this year and Lamar, of course, I think they're going to beat that record again. I think that once they got – I love Mark Ingram. Once they got Mark out of the way, he didn't quite have it. That's when they really started to show what they what they had. Um, this team is young and exciting, and Gus has been an absolute beast the whole time. I'm excited. I hope that he gets the extension. Uh, I'm excited to have him back this year. And um, you know, he was undrafted. You know, so like tonight's kind of a, a wild night for him. Um, but I know that he's excited to see who the next players. You know, this first round's been a big one for us. And last year, Patrick Queen. You know, all these hall of famers were drafted in the first round with um, J uh, O with Ray Lewis. Now, who's the next one going to be? And to say that you know, after a pandemic, man, that we can get together, hang out as Ravens fans, and, and get to experience that together, I think it's going to be pretty awesome.
1: I I don't disagree with that at all. So that's how we're raising money for Meals on Wheels. So if you you're saying, oh man, I got to pay, it's not it's not. You're, we're not charging – you're making a donation to Meals on Wheels in order to get your picture and autograph with Gus Edwards tonight. That's the way that it works. That's the reason. And to get the tickets, great8smemorabilia.com. That's the number eight, great Eights Memorabilia. So the word great, the number8smemorabilia.com. Or you can go to Mission Ticks, Get your tickets there as well for the meet and greet. But everybody's welcome to come hang out at Looney's, and we're going to do everything safely and – Make sure we're taking care of everybody, and it's just going to be an awesome, amazing night. Chris, you want to remind everybody about some of the other things you guys have coming up with Great Eight's memorabilia, real quick?
5: Yeah, man, we got a couple of great uh, private signings coming up with Super Bowl Forty Seven guys. Uh, a special rare one with John Harbaugh. We got Anquan Bowling coming up. Uh, another other public events. We're going to be at Benfield Arena for Baltimore Sports, uh, uh, Baltimore Celeb Fest. Uh, we'll be there with the Great Eight Stable. We're calling it the Beautiful People. Uh, the machine, Brian Cage, the Verter Hawk Monster, Lance Archer, Matt Seidel, uh, Flip Gordon, Tessa Blanchard—you can actually meet all eight of them for two hundred bucks. Uh, so that's meet and greets, photos, the whole nine yards. You can get all eight of them for two hundred bucks. But Kevin Nash, Mark Henry—it's going to be an absolutely f- uh, fun event. And then June twenty seventh, we're going to take over Jerry's Toyota parking lot. Live music with Dave Teeth and Joey Harcum. But Justin Tucker is going to be there for Tucker Fest. That's a meet and greet also. Um, you guys are going to be there as well. That's going to be an awesome time. We're going to crown the king of Baltimore County and Cornhole. Um, food trucks, vendors, Dunkin' Booth, whole nine yards. It's going to be a great time as we raise money for the uh, Brigance Brigade uh, with that event. And again,
1: that's Tucker Fest. We're going to be talking a lot about that in the coming weeks, coming up on June 27th. But tonight... Looney's Pub Perry Hall. Find out about all of these events and signings by going to great Eights Memorabilia Again, great the number eight S Memorabilia is where you find out more. Chris, can't wait to see you tonight, brother. Uh we'll be talking yeah, during yeah, the course of bless. the broadcast. It's gonna be a fun night. Always appreciate your support. We'll see you out there at Looney's, all right. It's... Thanks, guys. Chris Rule in Great Eights Memorabilia. Appreciate him checking in and yeah, we're gonna be doing we're gonna be partnering up on a few different events uh with Chris during the course of the summer and And the year, we're excited to get back out into the community. I miss that part of doing shows, is just being out somewhere people can come say hello. Uh, We can come to your neck of the woods. I want to do that again, bump elbows. Hopefully at some point I actually shake hands, you know, the whole deal. Looking forward to that coming up in the coming months, starting tonight with our draft party. We are rolling right along from the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio of PressBox. This hour of the program brought to you by... Toyota. Make the most out of every day in a Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models, a RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. Bo Smolka covers the Baltimore Ravens for PressBox, pressboxonline.com. He's with us now here on GCR. Bo, good morning, sir. How you
4: doing? I'm good. Normally tonight we would be over at the facility, of course yep. we can't be, and you're going to have your little bash at Loonies, which sounded really fun. Yeah, it's going to be um, really fun. But, yeah. And
1: we will attempt to check in with you maybe, probably not tonight, but tomorrow night we're going to try to get you involved with our uh, Project Game Day broadcast as well. I know that you guys, you're still going to be doing like Zoom calls and stuff like that during the course of the draft, right? It's,
4: I mean, that's how it's set up to do. Yeah, normally what's happened is um, in, a typical, in a typical first round, the Ravens would make a pick. And then they usually set up a teleconference with the pick. And then at the end of their, you know, proceed, then Ozzie Newsom or Eric DeCosta or John Harbaugh, the group, would come down and have a short press conference about that pick. Of course, a couple of years ago, it got all chaotic because they jumped back in and grabbed Lamar Jackson. That made really chaotic. And, of course, this, this time, we just don't know what's going to happen, yep. right? They might pick twice. They might pick once earlier. They might pick once and trade out of the second no one. No doubt. I can't remember a draft going into this uh, in the 11 years I've been doing this where I feel there's more unpredictability.
1: So, Bo, I guess we'll start there then, right? Do you have have any sort of gut feeling? Like, are are you? If I told you you've got to bet something on whether the Ravens make both picks at 27 or 31 and 31 tonight versus any other scenario. Would you, would you bet on they'll make those two picks, or would you just bet broadly on... I think there's going to be some other sort of scenario that plays out during the course of the night.
4: It's... Well, even, even here, talking about the uncertainty, my mind has changed on that in a day. Yeah. Uh, yesterday, I would have said they're going to make the two picks. Um, today, I'm thinking... I remember in 2019, after the 18-year when they traded up to get Lamar Jackson, gave away their second-round pick in 2019... We listened to Eric DaCosta on the night of the second, the second night of the draft in 2019 talk about how kind of dissatisfied and uncomfortable he was sitting there with no second round pick and watching all these talented players go off the board, knowing he had like a 60 pick weight to make a pick. I just don't think he wants that feeling again. And I think if he gets a chance, they're going to trade one of those picks back to get a, a second round pick. Having said that, I know everyone's like, yeah, they'll just trade back. You have to find someone that yep. wants to trade up, and yep. that's the issue. I mean, everybody's saying, oh, there's so much depth at, at picks 35 to 75. There's so, much picks, there's so much depth in the second and third rounds. They'll just trade back and have another pick. Well, get, keep in mind, other teams might also be thinking exactly that. So why would they want to give up another pick unless there's a specific player that they're targeting that they think might go early in the second round, and they only, their only chance to get him would be to possibly jump up and take him at 31. Um, the Ravens also, I think, value that fifth-year option. They certainly did when they had Lamar Jackson. That was a factor in them moving up and taking him in the first round as opposed to taking him early in the second round. So if they find two significant hits that they know they think are going to be you know, impact-slash-franchise-type players, and you have a right to expect that with your first-round picks, now having them in team control for a fifth year is significant. So that's the advantage to staying pat and taking both of them. But I go back and forth, and I, I, go, I keep hearing Decosta's voice two years ago saying how uncomfortable he was watching all this talent go off the board in the second round without having any picks. So my gut, if I had to bet, I would bet that they make one pick tonight. But I'm... I've been wrong about a lot about the draft. No, a I lot hear of you, years, Bo. So I might be wrong again.
1: I I, I think the thing that people, you know, I have brought up a couple of times, and I, I don't think it's an unfair question is why? Because I I I would probably agree with you that that's to me the most likely scenario in my mind. But why why trade for the thirty first pick and go so far out of your way in the Orlando Brown deal to to swap so many picks to make sure you get a first round pick? if you didn't really want to have a second first-round pick, right? Like, why structure the deal that you did the way that you did for Orlando Brown if you didn't really
4: want to have the 31st pick anyway? Well, that's funny because DeCosta all said all along, he thought, I mean, I don't know if he said it publicly, but I had heard that, you know, they they thought Orlando Brown was worth a first-round pick, and if they are going to trade him, they wanted to get a first-round pick for him. So they got one. They had to give up a second-round pick in the process, and so when you do that trade juggling, maybe they didn't get quite what they had hoped in terms of the overall feel. I hear you, though. You end up taking the second-round pick. Kansas City is the team that was willing to trade with you. They had the 31st pick available. Um, uh, so I hear what you're saying. Um, and, and let's face it, if you get two first-round picks, you should get two really, really good players. That should and be able so... to help pretty quickly. You're lamenting the fact that you don't have a second-round pick, but you got two in the first round, um, and so there's obviously a trade-off in there, and there's a discussion to be had there. And so, like I said, I've been going back and forth almost; my mind has been changed almost daily yeah, I on this hear thing. You. I do, I get it. So, man. I do get adding, it. like I said, and this is another reason why it's unpredictable. I mean, you know, there's so many players, there's so many scenarios, there's so many possibilities. It's just it makes honestly for what should be a really entertaining night.
1: Bo Smoker, PressBox Ravens beat writer, with us here on GCR. Bo, is this conversation at all complicated? Like, wait, do you buy into the Julio Jones conversation? Do you buy into the idea that this is more practical than most of the, the wild names that we just throw out anytime we hear a player is available and Ravens fans start freaking out and saying, "I want him in Baltimore." I, I and I, and I present that because I do. I think it's more practical. I don't think that means it's going to happen. I just think it's more practical than when I typically hear fans saying, this guy's available, go get him, and I just roll my eyes at it. I think there might be something to this, which doesn't mean they're going to do it, but do you buy into the idea that there is at least a conversation and could impact some of this?
4: A conversation, yes. I'm skeptical that it will happen. Um, I just look at the finances and how that would work. This is a complicated puzzle to begin with, with the Lamar Jackson extension looming, the Mark Andrews extension looming, other deals looming, to add Julio Jones and the money that would be involved. And um, I I personally am skeptical. Um, I understand it. And, and, I mean, on on the one hand, it looks like it would be a, a great thing for this offense. And we've talked all along about what this offense needs. It's probably exactly what this offense needs to an extent. But personally, I'm skeptical that it happens.
1: The, the, to you, the, the things that the Ravens need to address with players that can play immediately still, like wh- where, how much of this roster still has to be handled by someone externally, whether that's what they do in the course of the next couple of rounds or whether that's via, via free agent signing or a trade still, how many areas are there on this roster that you believe still must be addressed externally at this point? It's-
4: uh, well, let's, I mean, they have to find an offensive tackle. Um, is,
1: is there no scenario where you think Tyree Phillips could just be the guy at right tackle?
4: I don't think he's the guy at right tackle right now. Okay. Um, could he be at some point? Maybe. I know they considered him a guard at one point. That was kind of where they viewed him. Um, I To answer your question, I think offensive tackle needs to be a position that is not on the roster at the moment. I think they need an edge rusher that's not on the roster at the moment. Jalen Ferguson has a chance to kind of move into a bigger role, but is he ready to do that right now? Is he ready to ascend and, and become the, you know, elite pass rusher that they hoped he would be when they, you know, the guy broke Terrell Sugg's college record or whatever? I, I don't know. I think, I think that's a position they need to find a plug-and-play guy. Is that it? Well let's go I was just thinking those two specific let's they they they're gonna I mean someone's gotta play center, but maybe that's Bozeman. Maybe Bozeman's on the roster already. Um I'd have to have them trying to go through the positions. So, I, so I mean, I,
1: let's well let's talk to the offensive line thing for a second, Bo, I, I Yeah there is the scenario. I, to me, it's been all along that that you give yourself the flexibility of not pigeon yourself in pigeonholing yourself into having to draft a specific position. I think they either need to find a guard or a center during the course of the draft. Although I guess, to to what you just said about Tyree Phillips, if they take a tackle, they might say, well, Tyree Phillips becomes our our left guard and Bradley Bozeman becomes our center, and we solve it that way, that they don't necessarily have to take two offensive linemen that can play immediately. They need to take one somewhere along the offensive line, and then they can slide the pieces that they have around in order to make it work.
4: I mean, the offensive line is always the case of sliding pieces around to make it work. There's so often that's the case. Now, last year was even stranger because if Stanley got hurt, you move Brown to the left side. They went through three different centers trying to figure out what that looked like. They went through a couple different right guards trying to figure out what, when that looked like. It is always a puzzle of five pieces and how they work. Ideally, yeah, you have the same five guys lined up there all the time. It rarely works out that sure. way. Um, they like Bozeman as a possible center. I mean, he played center at Alabama. Um, And so, yes, I I agree with you. You take a center or a guard and you figure it out after that. If you take a talented guy that you think could play one of those two positions. Yep. um, And of course, they need to find a tackle. Now they've had the we've talked about the free agent tackles they've had in uh, as looks. I don't think those are long term solutions. They're still very much in the market for a young uh, impact tackle. Um, and whether that guy comes in, and, and maybe he comes in and plays guard for a year, if they sign one of these veteran tackles, and then he moves out to tackle later, so there's a lot of possibilities. But I, yes, I agree with you that, uh, that grabbing an offensive lineman that can play either center or guard will happen.
1: Um, I you know I the only other thing I'd throw out is I still think they need to add one more external tight end one way or another. Bo, I just I can't shake that. I cannot shake the not just because Nick Boyle's hurt. We, you know, he he's told us that that you know he thinks he can be back by week one, but you know that's it, that's that's not definitive wording when he said it. Um, but more just because this is was a team that was vastly better when they had three reliable tight ends they could count on. I think they need another tight end that they're comfortable with playing, not a, a Jake Breeland, not a, you know, I, I mean, I guess Eric Tomlinson's in this mix, but, yeah, no, you know, no offense. I, I just still think that that's one other thing that I'd say they have to do externally right now is to add one more tight end.
4: Uh, that's a fair point. I mean, Tomlinson's more like a Boyle, right? I mean, they, they're, these are blocker guys, and I think a lot of people think, well, frankly, what they were missing was Hayden Hurst. They were missing a downfield receiving tight end. If yeah. they could get him, both him and Andrews, on the field together, that was a that was a matchup problem at times. I mean, I know people didn't think Hayden Hurst evolved into what they thought he would be as the number one pick of their team that year. Um, but that's a fair argument. Now, who are you going to find that could be a plug-and-play, if you want to call it that, impact? I think you're talking about a receiving tight end more mm-hmm. than – Yep. Because um, I think Tomlinson – if Boyle's not quite – I mean – you had Boyle all year, and people still thought, until Boyle got hurt, people still thought they were missing a tight end. Agreed. So the way this offense wants to run, if you think you need another receiving tight end, I'm okay with that. And We can talk all we want about the receivers and whether they're going to take one of these receivers tonight it's or in the second right? or third round. I think they will take one in one of these first two days. Some people will be probably irate if a guy like Bateman is available and they pick someone else like it would not surprise me to see these receivers on the board tonight and to see the Ravens pick um, Christian Barmore, the defensive lineman from Alabama, who would not at all fit what would be considered a position of need for this team. But he's an Alabama guy. He's an impact-disruptive defensive lineman on a team where all three of the starters are over 30 years old. It would be such a Raven pick. It would be. And, and so... I think they'll end up adding a receiver, whether it's tonight or tomorrow. I think we heard Eric DeCosta say he likes the strength of the receiver class all the way through three rounds. So I think they see a lot to like in a lot of these guys. So it may not be one of these guys in the first round. I know there's suddenly questions about medicals, about Marshall, and a couple others, so adding to the uncertainty. So I think they'll end up adding a receiver uh, to the extent that they need that. To ex- I don't think they need that to the extent that they need to find a tackle Given they're a run-first offense, they've added Watkins. They think they have Brown. They have Andrews. All those pieces, but I think they'll add a receiver in these first two days.
1: So I, everything you just said, I I I, hmm, I agree with what I think you know, when you say what the Ravens might do. Right? I completely agree. There's a world in which they take Barmore, even with Bateman on the board. I absolutely buy into that. I I would I would come back to the idea that. I, last year we heard a lot about the third-round receivers, too. And, I, and Devin Duvernay, Duvernay might still turn out to be a player. Right? I'm not trying to suggest that we've got our answer on Devin Duvernay because of one season, but far from it. But I, I just don't know that the Ravens need more third-round receivers right now. It feels like if they're going to be in the market for receivers, it's because they need a a big outside guy that they can be relying upon immediately, not because they need – another project for a few years down the road that might be enticing. They, it seems like their roster is sort of like built with those guys right now, not really with the top end. That If, if you're going to be in the receiver market, it makes way more sense to me that you're in the top end of the receiver market than you are in the, the, the middle level of the receiver market in this draft.
4: Well, that's a good point to remember a couple of years ago. They also, third round, big receiver. That's what they thought they were getting with Miles Boykin. Right. They traded up to get him a couple of years ago. And I think everyone would say that hasn't quite worked out what they had hoped. Um, So, I hear you. I mean, again, they're evaluating and they say that. Now, you could say, boy, Boykin and DuVernay haven't exactly been ringing endorsements for third-round receivers. But I personally think DuVernay, I I think every time last year the ball got in DuVernay's hands, good things seemed to happen. And I couldn't figure out why it didn't happen more often. So I expect to see Duvernay make a jump this year. Whether that happens with Boykin or not, I don't know. But I, you know, I'm not willing to. I'm not at the point almost to say Boy oh, and, Duvernay. No, right, I'm definitely.
1: I assure you, I'm not writing him off in any way. I want to make that very clear. I am not writing off Devin Duvernay. I'm just. It, to me, it's about whether or not that guy you're taking. It's not about whether they're a good player. Are they ready to come in and make a difference right now? Are they ready to come in and be a player immediately? And and. I'm not saying there have never been third-round picks that have. There there certainly have been. But of late, as you point out, the Ravens' third-round receiver picks have not been guys that have been ready to come in and and make plays immediately. And I I just don't know that they need another body on the roster as much as they need someone who's ready to be a player.
4: All right. (laughs) Those are – Valid argument.
1: I mean, again, look, you know they might find the greatest receiver in franchise history in the third round tomorrow night. And then I'll sit back and say, what the hell did I know? Uh, which I've said a few times, believe it or not, over the years, both Smolka. Believe it or not. All right, uh, PressBoxOnline.com, at Smolka on Twitter. You should be following him throughout the course of the draft. And if you missed a story in the print issue of PressBox, which is available right now, he looked at last year's draft class and sort of projected what progress would be for that group, including Devin DuVernay. And you can find that in the print issue of PressBox, which is available right now at your neighborhood Royal Farms or any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find PressBox. Bo Smolka, appreciate it, pal. We will be uh, checking in with you as the weekend goes on. Thank you for taking the time for us, as always, my friends. All right,
4: Glenn, take care. Thank you.
1: Bo Smolka, PressBox Ravens beat writer, with us here on GCR. We're in the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio of PressBox. We have been really flying today. Uh, When we come back in, we are going to switch gears. We're assuming that tomorrow is going to be mostly draft conversations, so the only other time we really had to kind of squeeze in a a Kentucky Derby segment was going to be today, so I wanted to do something. Doug O'Neill, two-time winner of the Kentucky Derby and a former Preakness-winning trainer, is going to join us. Uh, He's got Hot Rod Charlie, one of the favorites in Saturday's Kentucky Derby. We'll talk to him about that next. Today's show brought to you by C3 American Exteriors. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. Call C3 to get roof and siding repairs for just the cost of your home insurance deductible. 410-401-9797 or c3america.com for free analysis.
0: The annual MIAA Lacrosse Championships are coming live to Anne Arundel County for the first time ever. The MIAA Lacrosse Championships feature some of the nation's top lacrosse programs as well as the future stars of the game. Join us Tuesday, May 18th and Friday, May 21st at the Navy Marine Corps Memorial Stadium in Annapolis, Maryland. Tickets are on sale now. To learn more, go to miaachampionships.com.
5: Hey everybody, this is Chris Ruling with Great Eights Memorabilia. Want to invite you out to Looney's Pub Harry Hall on Thursday, April 29th from 7 until 10 p.m. as we raise money for Meals on Wheels of Central Maryland. The NFL Draft Party is going to be hosted by Baltimore running back Justin Bus Edwards, and this is a free, family-friendly event, good for everyone to come to. Meet and greet tickets are on sale at missiontix.com or Great Eights Memorabilia.
0: Redefine your skills, inspire, change, and make a difference.
5: For more than 100 years, Chesapeake Employers Insurance has been helping Maryland businesses keep their workers safe with competitive pricing and an A.M. Best, A-minus financial strength rating. It's no surprise that Chesapeake Employers is Maryland's largest writer of workers' comp insurance. At the end of every workday, someone's waiting for your safe return. Connect with your agent or visit CEIWC.com.
1: The Toyota Tacoma comes in a wide range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Toyota to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today.
3: The journey begins
4: on remote mountain farms and plantations in the lush tropical regions of countries like Colombia and Brazil, where the best coffee beans are grown. The beans are harvested by hand. Carefully sorted, bagged, shipped, and finally
5: roasted. And the journey ends as your cup of rich, flavorful Royal Farms coffee, the freshest and best coffee in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms.
1: Hi, it's Glenn Clark for Window Nation. The weather is warming up. The days are longer. Do your windows open to let the fresh spring air in? Are they old, cracked, and outdated? The spring rush is on for home improvement projects. One great way to improve the look, feel, and value of your home is with new windows. Act now. Beat the rush, and Window Nation will give you 50% off every style window. Bows, bays, picture and garden windows. Every style, every color. Plus, get 0% interest for 8 18 months. Eight six
0: six ninety nation or visit windownation.com The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Luke Jackson profiles top Orioles pitcher John Means and the role new pitching coach Chris Holt is taken with Means and the entire organization. Inside, Matt Kremnitzer reflects on Nick Markakis' career and Bo Smolka looks at what to expect from the Ravens' 2020 draft class in their second season. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including including 60 Royal Farm stores and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens and Terps at pressboxonline.com. URL. You are
5: listening to Glen Clark Radio, All right,
0: back
1: in here on GCR from the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio. Today's program also brought to you by K&S Automotive here in Hamden. For over 40 years, K&S Automotive has been restoring, repairing, maintaining Foreign and domestic vehicles, the focus on exceptional workmanship, quality customer service, everything from oil changes to major body work. They get you covered. Give them a call right now, 410-235-6660. Go to knsimports.com. K and S automotive, knsimports.com. A couple things I haven't had a chance to get to today. We haven't said anything about the Orioles game last night because why in the world would we? didn't go great nothing to say. Orioles playing a matinee to wrap up the series with the Yankees this afternoon. A manatee? That's a good Yes, one. they're playing a manatee this afternoon. That's who's starting, in fact, is they're starting I'm gonna a manatee.
0: I'm going to be honest. I'm interested to see how that one goes. Yeah,
1: I'm, uh, I wish I
0: could tell you that I was interested in much of anything. If they were starting a manatee, yeah, you would uh, okay, be tuned stop it, in. Stop it
1: um you said that you got a question from i think it was you said it was your brother and it's funny because i got the similar question last night now he did at least beat out of the uh, the one yeah. when i was watching ryan count mountcastle beat out a count base massel. hit count massel beat out a base hit to third base that mm-hmm. was the first hit of the game and then i basically gave up once it wasn't going to be a no hitter mm-hmm. i kind of said "Welp, not really any reason for me to keep watching so admittedly i don't know if he did anything else during the course of the game um, but I got a message from someone similar. He no, flew out to the warning track. I don't think it was your brother. I got a message from someone else asking something similar, which was, at some point, do the Orioles send Ryan Mountcastle back down? I, I don't think so.
0: I mean, I mean they I, know him best. Like, they know whether he's best suited to work through this at the Major League level or if he needs to I, refresh, right? Like,
1: I, I, I think it's a bigger point, which is at this point, with particularly with these prospects, I don't think there's any point to sending them back down at all. Like at at some point,
0: I mean, what are you doing at the major league level? Something right. Like mean like what? You
1: that's what, what. What is the purpose? What is the purpose of sending Ryan Mountcastle back down to do what?
0: I don't know, Chris Davis, baby.
1: I, I mean, if your answer is because you just think he's utterly lost, and you're doing and, damage to him, and he's he's truly being hurt by this. And I think you got a bigger problem. Kind of you know, right. Like I think that's a far bigger problem to me. I don't think it's that. Look like, is he is he struggling? Of course. Everybody can see it. He's struggling. But he's in his first month. It's not true he played for the better part of a month last year. He's still less than 2 months into his major league career.
0: I mean, come on. He's hitting the ball still hard
1: yeah, he's sometimes hitting it hard. like he's yeah, like,
0: you
1: mean, know, 100%. So. so I'm not I'm not overreacting to it is 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 there a point at which it's a warranted conversation maybe like if it's 60
0: in June Yeah
1: like maybe at that point you just say the hell with it we we've got to get him somewhere where he can start feeling good about himself but I think right now with with a guy like that you have to work your problems out at the major league level I don't think those problems can be worked through I mean, I should in, just put him in, in the minor leagues second base, and just yeah. I don't think that's. Let work the, through it yeah, all. I think that's a
0: really bad idea. I think that's a really, really bad idea. I forgot how much you liked Pat Valera at short. Yeah,
1: it's my guy. Everybody knows <laughs> that. I've always been of an v- air high fives for everyone. Air, high... F- we did. <laughs> you see air how many high-
0: made that error. <laughs> He was, like, I was way off. He was basically like, it's like, I'm not a shortstop. Correct. <laughs> what do you expect Correct. me to do? <laughs> what are you supposed yeah. to say? <laughs> what are you
1: supposed to say, exactly? Yeah. What are you supposed to say? I'm, I'm not even supposed to be here today. Um, that's That truly is the reality of it. Uh, we did air high fives after uh, a kickball last week. We totally did a, we did a our own Pat right Vileka. We were like, come on, air high fives. I was like, why don't we just do elbows, man? I don't get that. Uh, yeah, could try to give Doug O'Neill a buzz Um, see if uh, we can't uh, track him down. Uh, uh, oh Tom just wanted to congratulate me on the Suns making the playoffs. Yes, for the first time since 2010. It's crazy because the Suns were such a mainstay in the playoffs for such a long time. I could
0: have done that a little earlier. I know mathematically, but like, you know. What? 18 losses.
1: I guess they were going to make the playoffs, but they officially clinched it last night by beating the Clippers. I did. I ended up getting into a prolonged Twitter conversation with a few people. It's it's so embarrassing that ESPN is still doing the bit where, like, a marquee, two of the three best teams in the Western Conference played last night on national television, and Ryan Rocco, or Ruko, I think it actually is, Ryan Rucco and uh, Jeff Van Gundy sat in their houses to call the game. In in April, uh, April 29th, the month's about to be over. It's over. This is over. And I know that what you're saying is, well, they, they know it's not really about the pandemic anymore either. They're doing it because they want to save money, which I, that part of it shows either you don't know what you're talking about, of course, that's part of the problem with the network. You don't have to do this to save money. You You can reimagine who you have working your broadcasts. I'll work it. Not going to suggest you.
0: What if it's a good game? I
1: got into this conversation with my buddy Chris DeShiel from BAL last night. He's like, "Well, you know, they don't want to they they want to cut back on flights and hotels and per diems and all that stuff." No problem. Dave Pash, who I don't know if you've heard, does NBA broadcasts for ESPN. Lives in Phoenix. You wouldn't have had to give him a flight or a hotel or anything. And I get it, they don't have someone on their regular NBA roster who lives in every market in the country. I do understand that's an issue. But you can reimagine maybe who does the broadcasts until you make a more complete decision about the future of broadcasting. So for like the rest of this season, if you've got a game in Cleveland... I imagine the Cavaliers probably not on ESPN much at this point. Um, if you've got a game in Miami... You can reimagine. There's plenty of broadcasters that are network quality that live in South Florida.
0: We all work for libertards now.
1: Not all of them. <laughs> no, not the play-by-play guys. <laughs>
0: um, but
1: yes, there are there are uh, Good I, know for them. I know he just got what, 50 million. 50 million from drafting, God yeah. bless. God bless. I mean, I you know, it's not my thing, but I know you're a fan. I, and it's not like it's not that I don't like it. I've just never consumed it. I I get I get the bit and it probably is enjoyable it's just sports as i said a million times sports radio sports television is just it's not it's a different my
0: thing. angle of railing on the things you hate you know
1: sure i'm i'm sure that we would be like minded in a lot of yeah. ways i'm sure that, that that going up against the man is something that we both kind of agree
0: with actually they're bo- pro man it's different oh that's weird i've
1: not i've not gotten that sense from yeah. him over the years i've definitely not gotten the sense that he's pro man <laughs> <laughs> over the years that dan lebatard fella so I mean, good but bully for him. I, I mean, I love that for the business. I love you know doing. This is what we did. We. We're kind of a little bit in front of everybody where I said, I don't need to do the show on the radio anymore. We're that,
0: still waiting out that $50 million. Well,
1: I'm sure it's coming any minute now. Have <laughs> yeah. we talked
0: to DraftKings? Yeah, well, or? It was on the they, agenda when we know first started. Do we're available? <laughs> like,
1: we are available. I, I, mean, I promise you that. Yeah. I promise we you. haven't we jumped available. in bed yet. For $50 million, we might be able to bring over Jeremy Khan. We might be able to. I don't quid, know. 50 maybe. Yeah, correct. <laughs> I definitely work for 50 quid um anyway yeah the games in miami there is somebody that's a, bro- a network broadcast caliber play-by-play man who lives in miami you can call them and you can have them come do the game you don't have to pay for a flight you know what else you don't have to pay for all the effing equipment you're sending out to people's houses to do the how the games from home you can actually save money in the process but you got to think outside the box a little bit in order to do this. You're so you're you're slaves to the idea that the people that call the games have to be the guys that you've employed to call the games in the past. They have to be the the Ryan Rucos. And it's not a knock on Ryan Rucco, who I think is a very talented broadcaster. But they sh- doing games doing that from home. We're not talking about you know the the the, the lowest level of college basketball. We're not talking about doing um NEC games from home we're talking about a marquee NBA matchup between the two of the top three teams in the Western Conference which says to me and I don't watch every network broadcast but I'm going to guess that means that the majority of the NBA broadcasts on ESPN are still being done from home is not just unnecessary it's embarrassing bad the quality is bad these guys do as well as they possibly can do but they're gonna be a second behind you can't do anything about that there's going to be times they're not going to be able to immediately identify someone who made a play during the course of the game because the back was turned you can't know exactly what the number was called because you're not there it's going to happen and it's bad for broadcasting It's why I can't rail on Scott Garceau the way that you guys want to rail on Scott Garceau. And, again, I've enjoyed Kevin Brown this week, too. I've said before, I like Kevin Brown. I think Kevin Brown's doing a great job. And I think that Kevin Brown should be moved into a more prominent role, you know, more permanent role as being a top guy. But I'm not angry at Scott Garceau because I know how difficult it is to call games on the road off a monitor. And it's difficult no matter how you're doing it, what network you work for. When you're not there, it's not the same, period, period. And it's embarrassing. And ESPN should be embarrassed. There is no need. We have safely broadcasted myself something like, I don't know, 100 to 150 games between the two colleges that I work for just in the last three months.
0: And your demands aren't that unreasonable, right? Like you yes, to be I said you have to get a bu- uh, an
1: actual bubble, like I was the Flaming Lips guy, right. and I want to roll around in that all
0: day. Right? You said that the hand sanitizer sub tub needs to be within ten feet.
1: Yes, and I want it to be. I want. I want it to be mixed in with my my Propel water every every it's few minutes. Frank
0: Reynolds, I want to be clean. Yes, correct. <laughs>
1: I, and I want to be able to do the games in my tidy whities Yes, I said all of those things. And they were like, fine, we'll do it out of the name of safety. The games can be done. That's out. The notion that it's about saving money only says you're unwilling to consider actual ideas. You are just slaves to it's got to be a bad broadcast so that we can have Ryan Rucco do mo- more games. By the way, I think he lives in New York. I'm sure there are plenty of games that are going to be happening in New York. I don't know if you've heard. Those teams are pretty good. Mm. Yeah, they're all
0: right. New Jersey's still slacking a little
1: Well, they're they're non existent, unfortunately, for them. They are non existent. I am happy the Knicks are good. Although he might actually be involved with in the Nets. I there might be a rule that because he's involved with in the Nets broadcast, he can't do a network Nets broadcast. But the, like the Knicks are
0: I'm happy they're good. I think quite basketball relevant. Is basketball is much more fun than the Knicks. I've are never good. that that doesn't mean anything. I to think me. It's, it's true. That's irrelevant to me. I think it's true.
1: I I have no you think basketball has been hurt for the last fifteen years? Not
0: hurt, but it's it's helped. I I think think that it's more I don't think it makes a difference exciting or it's more at least there's more emotion in the season for regular season particularly when Knicks fans have something to care about.
1: Why would I care about Knicks fans? I don't
0: care about them.
1: Because that's I don't get what the point is. I think the only argument that you have to make is that it's about the building that players care nice, when, they go, to, you know, when they go to Madison Square Garden. And so for the games to matter, mm-hmm. it helps if the Knicks matter. But we've seen, despite the fact that the Knicks have been terrible, plenty of players go and have games at Madison Square Garden that mattered in recent years. I just think that's over.
0: But I, don't... I think that it'll, it's fun to have the games themselves matter. You know, and that's the context, right? Like Michael Jordan scoring 60 or whatever he did at Madison Square Garden mattered because it was a competitive atmosphere. I, because the Knicks were good, I right. agree.
1: But in the same way, when any time teams have played players have played in games against other teams that are good, it's been interesting.
0: But I agree. But I think that Lakers, the Madison Square Garden thing, the allure of it, right? And it's still a romantic kind of idea. Um, I don't know. I just, I. As a basketball I, fan, I, I, don't, like, I don't I don't do with this. No with, real I don't do this with any team. sport.
1: But the bit that we do when like the, the, the sport is better when the big market teams are better. Let's put it it's this way: just, I'm more inclined to, to me. root
0: for the Knicks. That, I don't get what, than I would be for any of the look. It's the Knicks, the Celtics, and the Lakers in my mind when I grew up were the three. You know, stall and the Bulls earned that. But rate. I was
1: gonna say why the Celtics weren't good when you were growing. No, no, up. no, I'm
0: not saying they were the ones that were the ones that had like were steeped in tradition had been around for so long and had been everybody was used to them being good of course those teams were going to be good right but they weren't but I you know when and then I was happy to see the Celtics be good in 2008 right like I was happy to see them get back to that level like I would prefer there to be I guess sometimes like these big I don't know like It's not they're not the Yankees, right? Like if it had been the Yankees and the Yankees just sucked, I would be happy.
1: I just I I don't I'll never this is never something that I'm going to understand. The notion that the big market teams or the teams that have been around for I I don't get that. The other teams are compelling when they're like the players are what makes the NBA compelling. Frankly, the NBA is so little to me about franchises and so much more about the players. Mm -hmm. I, I, I am inclined to watch. If you're telling me that the team that's fascinating is the Memphis Grizzlies, I'm going to watch the Memphis Grizzlies because I want to watch fascinating players. And there's nothing They're about not it. not mutually
0: exclusive, right? I think that it's still like – I still think it's fun when a team that's been meaningless for so long – that's a different concept. Can then that's, that's, And it's combined with that's like the what, Washington, who they are. If the right? Washington like, Wizards are relevant, it's interesting. It's a, it's it's a interesting downtrodden when it, giant, right? Like, had been beaten down to expecting literally nothing. And so, I think this has been a fun story, the Knicks I this
1: mean, season. I don't—you're you're saying different things now. It's a, is it a fun story? Yeah, It's it's interesting because nobody thought they were going to be any good— because this was supposed well, like, to continue they didn't, to be they didn't a more
0: particular than Thibodeau and it was like, well what are they, what could he really do kind of thing? Well, and I don't think anybody realized how good Emmanuel Quickly was gonna be. Julius Qu- Randle's been
1: spectacular. Quickly,
0: no pun intended.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, Julius Randle's obviously been a superstar this Mm -hmm.
0: season there's no debate about that Probably legitimate MVP consideration no not MVP consideration
1: in the world where like does he deserve to be the sixth guy on the ballot like maybe yes but like not actual MVP nobody should actually be talking about Julius Randle being the MVP of the league Um, there's just too many good candidates in the league for him to actually get MVP consideration but you know, if you want to say, like, somebody might give him his, their fifth vote, and that's really remarkable that we're talking about Julius Randle as being a guy that gets a fifth vote, sure. Like, the fact that he would even be sniffing a ballot is something that none of us RJ would have ever expe- expect-
0: expected. This year. He looks yeah, pretty good. I mean, I good. There's no doubt. I, I, as a basketball fan, I prefer the Knicks to be relevant. Yeah, that, that's the part that I just don't. I, I will never
1: get that. I will never understand the I think sport this sport x sport or x league is better when x team is good i'll never get that except for my team like that's the only way that i'll ever understand that if it's the team that i root for i am i'll give you this i'm more interested in the nba as a whole because the team that i root for is good it's led to me watching more games paying more attention if the suns stunk they wouldn't be on national tv very much i wouldn't have a team to watch I, i would be uninterested i would not be checking in until the postseason began but because the Suns are very good, the team that I root for is very good. I have watched more games entirely, and I've been paying more attention as a whole to the league. That's the only way in which I admit this about baseball openly. I am going to know less about baseball this year because the Orioles aren't good, and because I'm going to check out more frequently. You don't even know who Jazz Chisholm is. I know who he is, but I'm not. I don't know much more than that about Jazz he's got Chisholm. swag. I I have seen that. your in steps into home plate. Um, it's I. He's an interesting character, but. I, I'm not I'm going to be more checked out I'll I mean, always be more checked in on baseball as a whole because it's the only sport that's being played for it's stretch.
0: I will say that I am pro jazz being a first name more often the former receiver jazz Ferguson was another one who there's I another
1: was jazz in this year's draft I think I love it I think there is I, love if I remember correctly
0: I'm all about it um so
1: yeah I'm I'm in favor of jazz too just, I want that to be, I want that to be, can you put that on the record? Yeah. I'm in favor of jazz. As a name? In favor, just in, I in general. I love music as well. Uh, exactly but, right. Yeah. I'm
0: in favor of jazz as a whole. My girlfriend hates jazz, and it's just like, like uh, uh, bro, what do you that's, not that's get? It's
1: irreconcilable differences. I chief. hear you. I, mean, like, I don't
0: need to have everything in common, you know? I
1: remember I was dating a girl that was way out of my league at one point. She lived in D.C. She covered the White House. It was a, just, the, yeah, In yeah, a million years, ne- I will never be You've able to. You've talked about her more than your wife. Because it's so imp. My wife, it kind of makes sense. She's gorgeous, but like, like this is, you know, she's she's this girl. Never, it never made a lick of sense. People will be like, "What? Like, what is happening here?" She was working for Slate. I was a dope doing sports radio with Drew Forrester in Baltimore. Like, it never will ever make sense. But um, one of the first times we ever went out, she. And by the way, I haven't talked about her more than. Don't say that. That's that's a bad bit. I've brought her up a couple of times. Like stop. That's a bad bit. Um, somebody's had, gonna. Had to, had somebody's to Somebody's gonna think yeah. that's good because well, the problem is, I like somebody's I. Tell somebody but somebody's gonna. gonna th- no, somebody's just gonna think that's legit. I don't even care if it gets back to my wife. Somebody's gonna that's think that's. Th- somebody's gonna think that you actually mean that, and th- there's no world in which that's even remotely close to true. Not even remotely close. But I, like I have to say
0: controversial things. I have brought this girl up a few times.
1: <laughs> One of the first times we went out. Um, I was like, hey, what are we going to do on Friday night? Because I'm coming down to D.C. And she was like, ah, you'll find out. And she just took me to like the oldest, coolest jazz club in town. I mean, I love it. And I was like, I, I was ready to marry her. Really? I was just I like. I do
0: love jazz. I oh, truly do. Like Jazz elements amazing. and other music, easiest way to get no me to love it. You doubt, know? No doubt. No uh,
1: doubt. Are we going to try one more time? or?
0: I have texted and emailed. This well, is a man that prefers the email. So I figured, at, why not try that route at, as well? At least we didn't. Uh, and we tried the new Kentucky Derby. We did.
1: Well, at least we didn't move other things around in order to do that. At least that's not the case. right, why not? The other Kentucky Derby thing that that we were going to attempt to do. Correct,
0: we could still in theory try. Oh, who's calling? Doug O'Neill. 876. I don't think so. (laughs)
1: You want me to answer it right here? (laughs) Yeah, let's do
0: it. We We don't do anything else. This is Glenn, Glenn Clark Radio. As Glenn answers the phone, we wait. Ah, they and gave up. up. They gave up. They were That's not a, fans. That's a bummer. That's a real
1: bummer. I guess we take All a right. break. All right, yeah, we'll take the final break. And if he and gets back to us, then... You know, we'll, we'll try calling him one more time. And then, if not, we'll just wrap up for and the day. Never and, again.
0: Die. And get ready for our uh, draft broadcast tonight. We had a special tonight. thing, Hot Rod Charlie and I. Now you're just going to well, yeah, do this. Now you're going to have to root against them. It's just the way it's going to go.
1: All right, uh, we're in the Chesapeake Employers' Insured and Studio Press Box. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Glory Days Grill is celebrating their 25th anniversary this month, featuring their 12-ounce Silver Anniversary New York Strip Steak, the Smoky Thigh Wings, a Double Bacon and Cheddar Burger, the Strip Steak Sandwich, Barbecue Chicken Bowl, and their Silver Anniversary Turtle Cheesecake. Toast to 25 more years with Glory Days Grill's Silver Anniversary IPA, brewed by Virginia-based brewery Devil's Backbone, and take home a commemorative glass. Celebrate by entering any of their three contests online. When a trip to Devil's Backbone Brewing Company, free wings, or lots of other great prizes. Enter online at glorydaysgrill.com slash 25th anniversary. The 25th anniversary menu is available through June 20th. Come in for great food, good sports,
0: and family fun. C3 American Exteriors is the area's best and most trusted roof and siding specialists. C3 is also an insurance adjuster's worst nightmare and a homeowner's dream come true. With all of the bad weather chances are you have some roof and siding damage call c3 american exteriors now to get your roof and siding repairs for the cost of your deductible don't let the insurance industry get one over on you c3 guarantees a 48 hour rapid response call 401-9797 or go to c3america.com for a free analysis
1: guys we're almost there as a lot of people have said we are at the 10 yard line but the covid-19 pandemic is not quite over. So we need to continue to be vigilant, do the right things, including wearing our masks. And if we're going to wear them, why wouldn't we wear masks that represent our favorite teams and players? Home team masks available right now. Pressboxonline.com masks. We got a purple and orange state flag neck gator for you, as well as the Celebrate 8 MVP neck gator and an over the ear faded distress state flag and traditional colors mask. They're available. Pressboxonline.com masks. Let's get this over with wear our masks
4: home team masks baseball is back in full in 2021 and the bat around has got you covered from bell to bell hi i'm paul valley and you can catch me along with my co-host zach goodman every saturday morning from 10 to 12 on the bat around right here at press box sports we'll break down every win every loss and everything in between plus tell you who we take to rake each week as the orioles look to get back in the hunt and bring competitive baseball back to baltimore catch us at pressboxonline.com slash the bat or at facebook.com slash press sports that's the Around every Saturday morning from 10 to 12, right here at Press Box Sports.
5: It takes time to get rich, flavorful coffee beans from the lush mountain regions of Colombia and Brazil to Royal
4: Farms but less than a minute to get yourself a delicious hot cup of the finest and freshest coffee in the world. Because Royal Farms' new Swiss-made coffee machines
1: grind those rich, flavorful coffee beans and brew them one magnificent cup at a time.
4: It's why Royal Farms makes the freshest and best coffee in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms.
5: This is, is GlenbardRadio.com. Glen Nothing
1: but net. All right, winding down for a Thursday edition of the program from the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio Press Box. Are you going to make uh, one more call, or, or fine? I mean, you don't, you don't have to. I'm not going to put a gun to your head, but you know, it's figured maybe we try one more time, and then we will be back with you tonight, 7:30. Myself, KZ, Jeremy Kahn. Same locations, facebook.com slash pressboxsports and pressboxonline.com slash radio. If you missed it earlier, Chris Ruling says, we're going to be giving away an autographed Ozzie Newsom canvas. Holy smokes. That is pretty amazing for someone who is listening or watching our Project Game Day draft special tonight. So, I mean, you got to be tuned in in order to win. We'll figure out the details a little bit later on as we'll be live at Looney's Pub, Perry Hall for our Project Game Day Draft Special, and then we'll be back here in the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio tomorrow night. Myself, Kyle, and KZ for rounds two and three of our Project Game Day Draft Special. That will be tomorrow night for rounds two and three. Tonight, round one from Looney's and our event with Great Eights memorabilia. Well, all right. We tried. We did our best to try to talk some derby today. It uh, it wasn't meant to be. So uh, good luck to you. May the odds ever be in your favor. I'm sorry. We we did. We did. It. We we did our best. Just uh wasn't wasn't meant to be. Indeed. All right. Uh, let's get a tidbit. Tidbit brought to you today by Mobile One. Mobile One full synthetic motor oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center. Ask for
0: Mobile One. Well, well, well. Looky here. It's draft day. First round tonight. And, of course, the Ravens will have two picks. Looking forward to it. We figure to know at least the positions that will be selected with the first three selections. Quarterback will be first, Trevor Lawrence. Presumably. Presumably, Zach Wilson. Second. Presumably. Whoever the 49ers choose at third, which marks the third time in NFL history, that the top three picks would have all been quarterbacks. I can, of course, name all of them. Might as well just give it a try. This isn't my trivia, but I have no idea. Do You I know, the last time I don't. If I told you the year, would you probably Maybe. be able to guess? Yeah, you would. Ninety-nine. Ninety-nine
1: was ninety. Was nine? Was ninety-nine? Oh God! Was ninety-nine Manning and Leaf? No, it was not. Was that ninety-six? That was ninety-eight? Was that whatever? I believe ninety-eight. Uh, so the 99 would have been, 99 would have been Tim Couch? Yeah. Oh, God, who went after Tim Couch? Is that Donovan McNabb? Yeah. And the third one was, oh, God. Um, This one didn't quite
0: pan out. Let's put it that way. This one didn't quite pan out. And by didn't quite, I mean uh, really didn't pan out. Never really uh, Kelly
1: Smith of the Bengals, right? Indeed. Yeah. Smith, I, the so there were one. other quarterbacks selected in that first round, too, if I remember correctly. I believe there were. Was Culpepper that year? I think
0: he was. I think yeah, it might have been Culpepper. Pepper. Yeah. Uh, and then there was once more in 71, oh, of course, so d- you definitely it was know that Jim Plunkett, one. Archie oh, yeah. Manning, and Dan Pastorini. Okay. Yeah. So we will uh, add All one more. All pretty good
1: quarterbacks, by the way. Obviously, the, the Saints were terrible, so it didn't really help, but... Pastorino ended up in Houston, was a pretty good quarterback.
0: Uh, and there's never been a quarterback selected with each of the four first picks. So in theory, we'll we could see that happen tonight. Uh, of course, the Ravens, we presume, will not be selecting a quarterback in the first round. Uh, they do need offensive line. They'll certainly be taking some throughout the course of, of this year's draft, whether it's the first or not, remains to be seen. The Ravens are no strangers to selecting offensive linemen in the first round. However, mm-hmm. one team is. There is one <laughs> How team would I know this? <laughs> that since 2009 hasn't taken a single offensive lineman I mean, I, there's, in the first there's round.
1: There's no world in which I would know this. You know it? No. Do the, you know it? The Seahawks. No. You idiot. <laughs> sure, the uh, the 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 Chargers. No.
0: The um, the Jaguars. Chargers took Fluker in the first round. Was he a first round yeah. oh, Jaguars have not, or they are they are not the team I'm looking for here. Uh, the Bears. No.
1: The Geez, a guess. what? Hmm? The the Bears were a d- terrible what? guess. No, no. The uh, the Panthers.
0: That's correct Glenn.
1: So weird, (laughs) that (laughs) is correct.
0: Okay, if you say so, no, it is. And they have a Khalil Ryan Khalil was a second round pick.
1: Ryan Khalil was a second round pick, all right. right. But yeah, they did. That's it. That was your trivia. Yeah, oh
0: god, that was brutal. The other one was better. Oh, too bad. That was awful. Jim Plunkett, just truly, I didn't think you were gonna get it.
1: Well, I wasn't gonna get (laughs) (laughs) 1971, but 1999 I think was a better one.
0: Dean Kramer before last night, yeah, was sixth in American League history. Okay. In strikeouts per nine in his first seven career starts, so I guess even including last night, since this was his eighth. But uh, Bob Feller's first. Okay. Shohei Otani's <laughs> second. He's good. And know. then there's a uh, Tristan McKenzie, pitcher for the Indians. Okay. Currently, Sean Reed Foley. You know, and Hector Santiago. Okay. So there uh, you go.
1: Sure, if you say so, I'll, I'll. I say so. I'll
0: choose to believe you. I'll choose to believe you.
1: All right, uh, here's coming up. Totally Tubular, Totally Tubular is brought to you by Window Nation. Act now, beat the rush. Window Nation is going to hook you up with 50% off every style window, bows, bays, picture and garden windows, every style, every color, plus get 0% interest for 18 months, 866-90Nation, windownation.com. Uh, the draft, you've perhaps heard of it. It's an event. They're doing it. Uh,
0: oh my they're, God. Did you see any of the promos promo? on ABC for it?
1: Mm, like i've seen the like the other players calling like sending messages to players those yeah, are the promos like that they said.
0: are marketing it as a hallmark event oh i think that's the
1: type of broadcast they do on abc i think they don't it's very it's, it's not like a dreams foo- come it's true. not a football event yeah. it's it's a i've gotten the sense that that's what the abc broadcast is i
0: was it was saccharin, baby
1: abc espn and nfl network for the draft of course you can have your second screen for the Project Game Day draft special starting tonight at 7.30, facebook.com slash pressboxsports and pressboxonline.com slash radio. Orioles-Yankees, 1 o'clock this afternoon on Masson, Jordan Montgomery, and Jorge Lopez. If you happen to live in the Philadelphia or St. Louis markets, good news, you can watch it on MLB Network. MLB Network for the rest of us, Phillies-Cardinals at 1 o'clock. Then after that, Mariners-Astros, Cubs-Braves at 7, Rockies-Diamondbacks late. LaCrosse tonight, CBS Sports Network, Georgetown Loyola at 630, the Big Ten Network for the Big Ten Women's Tournament, Maryland, Michigan at 5, Hopkins, Penn State at 8. NBC Sports Washington, Penguins Capitals at 7, NBC SN, Panthers, Blackhawks at 8, NBA TV, Nets, it says Packers. I'm gonna guess I meant Pacers there. I don't think they're doing it would be a big story. I mean, I feel like there would be more attention being paid to it if that were the case. Nets, Pacers tonight at seven. Golf Channel for round one of the PGA's Valspar Championship at 2 o'clock. Access TV for Impact Wrestling at 8. WWE Network for NXT UK at 3.
0: Non-sports highlights. Non-sports. You're a big fan. Young Sheldon, 8 o'clock, CBS. You're a huge fan, I know. Michael B. Jordan's on Fallon tonight. Mm -hmm. You're a fan of Fallon.
1: I am actually looking forward to it. I'm going to watch that this weekend. It's on, what's it called? I forget. It's on Amazon Prime, though. Yeah. I, I want to look at it.
0: Nate Bargatze is joining Michael B. Jordan on Fallon. He's a funny comedian. Maya Rudolph and Malcolm Gladwell on Kings of Leon are on Kimmel. Uh, it's Kings of Leon. <laughs> oh, I like to say Leon. No. Sure. Um... I mean the draft is on stuff and things. One Clark radio. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to all think out. the name
1: of the name of this damn movie is new Michael B Jordan movie Amazon. It's a Tom Clancy bit. I do know that.
0: Yeah, I don't really like the I don't I never really enjoyed Tom I Clancy. I don't love, movies. love Tom
1: Clancy movies like the way that some people do. Like I but they're all they're all good. They are, are they, no, I just they're all good. It's just not it's not always tea, been my yeah. thing. Without remorse. Is what this is called without right. remorse. See how it's uh, looking on the old Rotten Tomatoes, because I think I'm going to spend some time with it this weekend. Right, yeah. It I seems d- like the type of thing that my wife would enjoy. You think? She well, she loves the Bourne movies. She's I mean, those are obsessed fun. Obsessed with the Bourne movies. Well, th- then what do you have against Tom Clancy? A lot. You know he's a I know I'm joking. He's a Baltimore well, guy, I right? Like you understand, like, understand, like uh, without remorse. Ooh, no, that's <laughs> not <laughs> good. Oh, just no. leave it unsaid, huh?
0: Oh, no. Maybe just act like this part didn't happen. All right, it's really bad news for how I thought my weekend was going to go. I'm going to have to change some plans
1: around. Yikes. All right, very good. Thanks today to Bo Smolka and Ken Zalas. We'll get it up in the Greatest Hits section of the Archive. tab at glenclarkradio.com.
0: Tomorrow we'll have all the big ones. Yes,
1: we are not going to, we don't book anything until we figure out uh, the players the Ravens take, but uh, we'll do our best to to get guys on that can speak about those players eloquently. Maybe we'll
0: try and even get the players.
1: I mean, last year it worked out for us. The Patrick Queen joined us the morning after. That's happened twice in the history of this show. We had that, and we had Marlon Humphrey, correct? The morning after. The only time we've ever had him on. The only (laughs) time ever. The morning after Marlon Humphrey was picked. And we weren't even supposed to. Remember, we were supposed to have his dad on. And his dad was just like, you want to talk to Marlon instead? (laughs) Like, well, I guess. Um, So we'll see. We'll see. You never know how it might play out. But uh, we uh, we will do our best. All right, thanks to everybody at Pressbox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including uh, the U.S. Army, Glory Days Grill, Great Eights Memorabilia, Window Nation, Royal Farms, Chesapeake Employers Insurance, ExxonMobil, Canned S Automotive, C3 American Exteriors, Bradley and Nikki Bozeman Foundation, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. By the way, you remember last year we were about to hit play on the interview we'd already done with Patrick. Yeah, Queen. Yeah, that yeah. was our plan. And then I called Because we him. were going to replay. And I was like, dude, we should just, just call him, right? Yeah. And you did. And he was like, I was wondering if you guys were going to call. <laughs> I came on with this, which is cool. All right. Uh, thanks, Kyle Ottenheimer, at Kay Ottenheimer. Follow him on Twitter there. He's a sad, lonely man. He could use it. Follow us at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter. We will see you tonight at Looney's Pub, Perry Hall, uh, or Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports, PressBoxOnline.com slash radio for the Project Game Day draft special with uh, myself, KZ, and Jeremy Kahn. Have a great Thursday night. Go uh, lac- lacrosse teams, Loyola, the Maryland Hopkins women. Go Orioles, and I, I don't know what that means. Go Ravens. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks too.